Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. We've entered the early stages of an industrial age that has begun taming the wilderness across the world. And while progress brings solutions, it also brings new and more complex problems, and tends to pick at old wounds left unhealed. The first trains have begun to run in the north along with airships, but the long-ignored issues of stolen land, pollution, and deforestation have begun to fester, to name only a few. But our focus and our second story is on one small group of new allies and their own struggles and battles against a changing, dangerous world. Our particular window in time falls 500 years after the Calamity and the Great Shattering of Harris. With any luck, this story will resonate across time like the last. Christmas Fortune Mayor, a dodgy charlatan formerly of the Jade Street Crows Gang, but he doesn't remember that part of his life. With a five-year memory gap and having only recently rediscovered friends he'd forgotten, Christmas is suddenly on a dangerous path left by his former self. Thankfully, he's a master of charm, theatrics, and disguise, and when those don't work, he has found family that, whether he remembers them or not, will fight to the last beside him. Magda Renly, a professional mercenary and member of the revered title clan of Monster Hunters. With a wasting curse weighing on her shoulders that can't be dismissed by normal means, Magda has been left to search for an unconventional cure. Now, she's found herself with a group of allies she didn't ask for, and friends whose love she doesn't understand. Years of dealing with regret, ill health, and distrust have left her slow to ask for help. Noah Barago, a cheery alchemist from Reese's Ridge and son of a well-known engineer and apothecarist. Noah's upbringing was colorful, to say the least, leading to his expertise in potions and mechanical contraptions. He's out in the world to find new ideas and support the family business. But now, he's stumbled into a pile of issues that most rich kids from the suburbs just don't deal with. But in his own words, usually with a gun and a grin leveled at the current problem, don't you worry there, guy, everything's gonna be hunky-dory. Thustrak Wildborn, a wandering warrior from the Nathar clan and student of the runic battle traditions of the giant kin. Raised by folk who believed in the survival of the fittest, but refused to adapt to the modern world, Thustrak left the clan to seek outside knowledge to hopefully bring home one day. He is set on helping his people survive, even if they are stuck in their old ways and don't realize how badly they need his insight. Hello, we're Hi. live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm your dungeon master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I've got Astrid Knight. I'm confused. Indeed. I've got Blake Wolf. Hi. Indeed. I've got Zach Gale. Hi. Indubitably. And I have Zach Koo. We're a high-energy gang today. Yeah. I'll wake up in a I minute. I didn't get out my stuff. I didn't get out my stuff. God stuff. damn it. All right, start it over. Ah. <laughs> All right, play the intro again. <laughs> play the intro again. Hey, let me go back to the uh, intro real quick. No. Uh, so, last time, y'all, 
Uh, you guys uh, did something that none of my other campaigns have ever done before. You decided to go to the Feywild for like an extended stay. I've had people visit before, but I've never had a chance to flesh it out. Uh, so, DF first. Uh, you guys back in Constanos. Uh, uh, you guys got a chance to talk with Caladir and Roan, uh, sharing some info, theories uh, about the Obsidian Collective's mole, asking if Caladir could reach Karth, and discussing the apparent robbery of Lord Arthur Dine's basement vault. Oh, and traumatizing uh, Caladir. Yep. Uh, after <laughs> stopping to send some messages, including a letter, an anonymous letter to Lord Arthur Dine saying, we oh. killed your bitch dinosaur, mm-hmm. uh, you guys joined up with Kenna to head for the Realm Gate and into the Feywild. Uh, I believe some of the things you mentioned that you wanted to accomplish were potentially to finding Kit to talk to him, uh, meeting with Ross, uh, finding ways to help Lorcan, and possibly help against the Fomorians, uh, depending on what was useful to you. Uh, once there, uh, Magda and Christmas briefly got separated from the crew, but Magda was able to find her way back, and Christmas uh, had the uh, unasked for help of Veronestra, who also made very sure to uh, give Sala a look before she left. Uh, you guys were reunited, and you had a brief scuffle with some bandits on the way to Amatothelion, uh, as well as experiencing what appeared to be some form of time contraction, which sped your journey along. You stopped in at a tavern in the city where Christmas used to work and had an apartment at one point. The owner, a geary named Sven, made Christmas pay a large debt uh, before leaving to find keys to a storage unit where your old stuff is stored. Uh, Ross, also known as Robin, uh, is waiting across the bar. Uh, it is currently later evening. You think it's still DF first? Uh, and you are in Amadathelion's fourth district. Uh, reminder that the city is set up similarly to Minas Tirith, where it has tiered sections. Uh, it's set into the mountainsides. So. Sven just walked away. We're picking up right at that very moment. Uh, Sven just walked away. Another bartender took his place. He's going to go find keys. Um, you guys have already spotted Ross across the bar from you. Uh, what would you like to do? Leave and never come back. Yep. Campaign, Campaign over. <laughs> Immediately go home. All right. We're going, we're going back to that Lauren. <laughs> yep. Kenna, fire it up. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to walk over to Ross. Okay. Uh, so you head across the bar. Uh, this old sort of barrack style stone building is pretty wide. So it's a little bit of a jog. Um, but he is at the second bar. Uh, he has been leaning on it with what looks like maybe, maybe like a gin and tonic in hand. Uh, just leaning on the bar watching you guys. Um, and as you approach, he takes a pretty big drink and sets his glass down and rests his head on his fist, just looking at you. Hello, Ross. Hey. Fancy Where's media. Cal? Where's Cal? Uh, that is a discussion for not here. Why? 
and he just glances around at the crowd of people and just gestures. They don't know who he fucking is. They're not the only people listening. There's other. This is the fucking Feywild. There's dryads in the walls. Of the dryads. Insight check. Are there actually dryads in the walls? I mean, there are wooden (laughs) walls. That's freaky. Does that mean someone, like, skinned them and then made them into walls? I mean, isn't that kind of what you're doing when you take the bark off a tree? Yeah, but trees aren't, like, sentient. Maybe not where you're from. That is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Magnum doesn't know that. Magnum doesn't have, like, I mean, yeah. Did you actually want to roll an insight check on that? No, it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> My God. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I heard you roll They actually just so use like, the dryads as insulation. Yeah. They're in the walls, <laughs> just screeching. Um, but yeah. Uh, he kind of glances across to where the rest of the crew still is. He says, All right, I see you got pretty much everybody, and you brought her. Which one? The bitch. Which one? <laughs> the old bitch. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Thanks for that. Would love to talk to her again. It's always a pleasure. Um, well, you know, it. I really don't care about the interpersonal relationship part of, you know, the crows or whatever, so... We're just gonna get gross. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase. I don't care about your interpersonal relationships with anyone. You know what? I appreciate your honesty. Are the rest of them gonna come talk to me, or are they just gonna stand around with the thumbs up their asses? I'm just listening to this uh, conversation, having a good time. Cool. Yeah, I'll walk over. Okay. Uh. Yeah, Ross uh, sort of draws himself up. What are the rules? Oh, sorry. I didn't (laughs) mean to interrupt you. What are the rules as far as food and drink again? You're not supposed to drink anything or... No, you can. You just don't want to take it as a favor or underpay or overpay. So, okay. How do I know if I'm underpaying or overpaying then? You don't. Ah! (laughs) Okay, I guess we're... scrounging for food outside then you can't do that there's dryads living in the plants oh my god they're everywhere and in the animals Uh, everything has a brain everything has a mind everything has a soul it's the favorite uh but anyway uh No, um, <laughs> Ross draws himself up to his full eye, and just to give you guys an idea of what he looks like right now, he still looks like when you originally met him, but there's few details that are different. Um, he has the undercut, sort of slick back red hair. He has the bright green eyes. Uh, he's got some stubble going on. Looks like looks like your uh, typical guy, like hasn't shaved in like four days. Um, and, uh, at the moment he's wearing, uh, a suit of entirely black. And when I say a suit, it probably looks more modern to us than like 
Victorian modern to Constano. So it's like a sharp black three-piece suit. Um, and uh, you would also notice that he has a silver chain around his neck and there is a triangular uh, symbol hanging from it that's just a silver triangle. There's no extra detail to it. There's not a line in a circle inside it? No, it is not the Deathly Hallows. But yeah. That's what you're looking at right now. Wonderful. So, uh, we're not leaving quite yet, because I'm going to sort through my shit, but... Yeah, I um, saw that. Yeah, so, we're here. Uh, my understanding is that uh, there's something bad happening here. Mm-hmm. Kit of Volfira is somehow involved with you. Uh, and there's a conversation that you and I need to have about uh, a certain court. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Cool. Uh, Where do you want to start? Well, we're not having those conversations here. Where are we having them? Well, preferably somewhere where, you know, spies, strangers, and people that might uh, pull one over on you mortals uh, can't hear us. So take care of whatever business you have, and I will take us to one such place. Uh, I think I think it's going to have to be uh, we're going to have to talk about what you can and can't share in the future after said conversation Uh, because there's a lot going on here that's um, supposed to be secret and I don't want to let you all in on it but mom said I had to so Cool. All right. And I'll sit and wait for the key to the storage unit. Yeah. Uh, Ross finishes his drink and he steps out of the bar, but you see him like sidestep from the door. He's going to wait outside. Um, after a couple minutes, uh, Sven comes out and sort of yells across the bar at you guys and holds up a set of keys. And uh, if you follow him, uh, he will lead you out to the back of the bar uh, where you see that built onto the sides of the bar are all these like little apartments and miniature houses. Uh, But there's also a couple outbuildings behind it. Um, And if you you guys all want to follow him, is it just Christmas? Uh, I can go. Y'all, we just traveled a lot longer than it felt like we did. You should eat something. Just. Do I have like a bread crust or something in my bag? It's, <laughs> Do you it, have rations? I will literally I just buy food. Yeah, it's there's other people here eating food. It's a tavern. We didn't just come across some tea party in the middle of the woods with some weird dude in a hat. That is on my random encounters list. Yes. (laughs) Or at least something Uh, very similar. We're not supposed to, like, over-underpay. How do we even know, like, how much shit costs here? 
Is there a menu on a chalkboard behind the yeah. bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I point to it. They could they could swindle us. Don't overthink it. I could trick it. I'm Don't. going to rustle around in my bag for a granola bar. Do you have rations? Uh, crumbly little. Do I? Probably, if they're from the beginning of the campaign, probably yeah, they're not. Months old. They're yeah. months old. So you do have rations. They're just kind of powder now. Ew. Yeah. All right. A little bit of here and there. Noah will just walk up to the bar and tell them, be like, ah, oh, we need food for everybody. The whole okay. table. Uh, the, uh, the woman who's at this, this side of the bar, she's got the shelf boob going on with the tavern maid dress, uh, Eladrin woman. And, uh, she sort of leans over the, the bar, which is a feat for her because she's rather short. Uh, but she looks over your, your little group and she says, so, uh, what, what would you like to eat? Or do you just want me to go see what we have? Do you want to order a meal? Anything special? Or uh, can I order one, two, three? How many people are in our group right now? There's like Kenna, us four. Kenna, Sala, Gwen. Sala and Gwen, so eight. Okay, I would like eight meals, please. All right, I guess I'll throw something together. And she uh, turns and uh, you see her sort of push like a kitchen door open and she yells into the back. She's like, eight meals? I don't know, just something. And uh, you hear a cook in the back just yell like, what do you mean a meal? Um, (laughs) She's like, just figure it out. And she comes back to you. She's like, "Uh, um, let's say three copper each. Cool. How much gold is that? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> three, wait, three times, three times eight is 24. Uh-huh. So that's 2.4 uh-huh. silver. So I'll give her two silver and four copper. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you hand that over and she, she puts it into like this little cash box that she has. Um, the cash box. And she, she takes this little notepad and writes down a note. She says, what, what's your name, dear? Uh, Noah. And she writes down your name and tears off the little like ticket thing and hands it to you. She says, go sit down at a table and leave that out where we can see it. Okay. We're in a Panera Bread. Got it. Sit at a table. Yeah. And with my little buzzer, my little fae buzzer that's going to go off when my food's done. Yeah. A tiny fairy just floats out to you and says, your food is here. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that the rest of you are doing while Christmas is off? looking at shit. No. I'm sitting at the table. Okay. Fustrak has, is like sitting on his hands, <laughs> avoiding eye contact with people. Okay. He hasn't, he's basically to get out of here. He almost has not said a, a word since we've gotten to the Feywild. <laughs> anybody, anybody at all? No, just sitting there being polite and quiet. Cool. I'm just gonna annoy Kenna Uh, mostly. I think so. God, yeah. Uh, She's. I mean, she's perpetually annoyed, but we already know this about her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but you all find a table big enough for the lot of you. And uh, of course, uh, Sala, Sala sticks with you guys instead of going with Christmas, but you can see she's kind of like watching the door he left through. Like she's anxious about him being by himself, but at the same time, she has no reason to suspect Sven would do something. Um, and uh, Gwen uh, sort of leans on the table and she says, uh, fuck, what was her accent? Uh, uh, she was uh, Nordic. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, she she looks over at Fustrak and she says, you know, you, you can talk, you can act normally, just don't give things away. Yeah, I... Mm. There's a lot about this place that's making me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. What in particular? I mean, it doesn't really seem like you can do a lot without potentially being enslaved for all eternity, or no, perhaps we... turn into a lampshade. Listen. <laughs> we... Chris and Squall and Kenna were very detailed about what could possibly happen, but the truth is, is that doesn't happen to most people. And while there are some very good tricksters out there, like Ross, most people are not going to put you into a contract that's honestly more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. And those and also, people who try to trick us, we just murdered the shit out of them. Well, and but also, most normal people can't do it anyway. Like, the people in here, most of these are just people. <laughs> it's the dryads and the nymphs and the spirits and the fairies and the archfey that you need to be concerned about. In fact, yeah. and she... She glances over at Sala. She says, Sala is probably one of the few of us who could do that to you, but she's not going to. That That is much appreciated. Sorry, I almost dropped uh, a very fragile object. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, Gwen, Gwen sort of, she tries to to ease your mind a little bit and explains that yes these things can happen and yes you should be careful once you guys start dealing with people like you know the Sealy Court or the Fomorians or you know people who are not normal people um, but for the moment you should be okay um, uh, meanwhile Christmas, uh, you are led to an outbuilding, basically a glorified shed, uh, where Sven uh, unlocks a padlock on the front and opens it up. And you can see that there's quite a bit of like extra bar furniture stored in here. Uh, but back in a corner, far, far back, uh, there is a collection of furniture that's just kind of haphazardly stacked on top of each other. Um, and then there is a large uh, sort of like traveling trunk uh, that is slid underneath all of it, like underneath the table that's supporting everything. Um, but he shows you in 
and he pulls out the trunk and he says, I assume you're not going to want the furniture, but um, all of the odds and ends, clothes, loose objects are in here. And he hands you an additional key. I'm going to assume that the key goes to the trunk. You assume correctly. Cool. Um, yeah, keep the keep the furniture in case you get a tenant that doesn't have any. And yeah. uh, thank you. Sure. Uh, just uh, close the door whenever you're done picking through and... Uh, let me know if there's anything missing. I'm not sure if I'll be able to help, but maybe it's somewhere. And he turns and steps out of the ship. Just kind of mumble to myself, like, I don't think I'm going to know if anything's missing. Uh, and then I'll open up the trunk. Okay. Uh, I want you to make me an investigation check. Cool. It's full of all modem fluff. Oh, no. Mm, oh, God. <laughs> it was me. I started the Elmodum. The whole time. It's just a bunch of pinky fingers. <sighs> Five. Um, okay. So you you pop it open, and uh, the first thing is that there's just a small bundle of clothing that you can decide whether or not it would still fit you. I don't know how your physique has changed. Um, but uh, just odds and ends, nothing nothing too, like, flashy. Um, sort of like uh, just basic tunics, trousers. Uh, you do find uh, in the case uh, there is a uh, what looks to be a broken dulcimer that's not too different from the one that you have. Um, looks like several strings snapped when it was when the frame of it was cracked. Um, there is also like a collection of odd instruments, uh, like tools. Like there's uh, like wrenches that would be used for different instruments. There's extra screws, tuning pegs. There's finger picks. Um, you could probably find a couple like small instruments in there, like a small flute or like a piccolo. Um, but the things that start to get your attention once you like pull out stacks of, you know, ancient dishware that hasn't been used in forever and odds and ends is uh, at the bottom of this box, there is a long flat case uh, that is almost as big as the box itself. Um, and it's split into two compartments. And once you pull that out and flip it open, you see uh, half of it is dedicated to a long, uh, what at first looks to you like a musket, but it is a long black powder rifle. That's like a sniper's rifle, but years and years and years ago. Like what you have now is probably better than this, but this is this is one hell of a gun. Um, it it's was probably, me. I stole it's probably, Overwatch. It's probably as tall as you are, but it's definitely not Overwatch. Uh, it doesn't have any Ooh. of the brass instrumentation, <laughs> um, but it has like an adjustable iron sight. Uh, 
It is a black powder rifle, but it's not a muzzle loader. Uh, or wait, hold on. Those are the same damn things. Um, yes, they are. It's a. It's not a muzzle loader. It's a bolt action. That's what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. The black powder. I was thinking making your own bullets. My bad. Um, but uh, bolt action rifle, and then there's a number of empty uh, ammunition shells, and then a few that are actually filled and have bullets in them. Uh, and then the other compartment of this box uh, contains a number of uh, different odds, more precious objects. So there's like a few uh, rings. Some of them have like jewel settings. Uh, some of them have like the setting piece, but not the gem. Uh, there is a, there would be a silver necklace that is familiar to you. Um, no, you wouldn't need to roll for it. Uh, there would be a silver necklace that you would recognize from before you went to the Feywild. It would have been a gift that your mother gave you. Gotcha. Um, and there's a few odd objects that you would have brought with you from home. Um, so there's like there's a horse brush in there, like a like a curry brush. There's a uh, a, a hoof pick. Uh, there are a couple old storybooks that you've probably had since you were a kid that are now like super beaten up and old. Um, and uh, there is a small like uh, square flat glass. Uh, it almost looks like a like a slide that you would put through a through a microscope, but a little bit thicker. That in between the sheets of glass, there is uh, a rose petal pressed, and it has this sort of ethereal glimmer to it, almost glittery and shimmery. Hmm. But yeah. So, um, going in order, uh, clothes. Uh, would probably take them because uh, I, if anything, have probably lost weight since being in the Feywild because uh, yeah, roughing it on the road. Uh, I will take the rifle. I will take the ammunition that's still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will... I'm going to... Well, actually, I'm just going to take the whole trunk. Okay. Yeah. But I'm going to take out the like the jewelry and put it in a sack... Um, anything that is like wearable right now, I'll exchange my cheap like hot topic jewelry that I have on <laughs> for uh, the actual not a sponsor. Uh, the like the good shit. Um, I'll put yeah. on the necklace and and uh, like the anything that seems like valuable that would fit in my bag is going in my bag. Okay. Um, the. Uh... You will be able to add a hunting rifle to your inventory along with uh, 10 ammunition. Uh, All of the rings are real. uh, Real precious metals, gold, silvers, uh, some that are both, some even platinum. Um, None of them have like diamonds in them, but there are a few precious stones like rubies and emeralds. Um, they are all different sizes, which tells you that you probably stole them. Um, <laughs> uh, but I would say 
Uh, let me, let me, let me grab a note here. Because I think there's an extra thing that I might have missed. Wanderlust. First. Um, you will find after you pull that box out that there's actually uh, some things underneath it. And one of them is a small codex, very similar to the one that Sala gave you, uh, that contains your notes on how to translate the uh, Crow's runic code. It's a mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. I'm going to hold on to that. Yep. It's pretty much the same as Sala's, except you have uh, different notes, and you've also created a few ideas of your own in that book and like a few new marks that you don't know if they've ever been used but they're in there um you would also uh a note tucked inside the codex uh right inside the front cover uh that is a handwritten note in code that you will be able to decode pretty quickly uh, it's a little note from Sala that she probably left you a very long time ago that just says, sorry I had to leave before you woke up. Love you. Aww. Yeah. But yeah. I take it all. I'm gonna come back looking like I'm trying to move like on my own like what? just big trunk extra rifle on his back oh yeah sacks just completely full <laughs> of bullshit like yep cool. yeah you all see uh christmas return with a bunch of new new old stuff old new stuff i don't know uh and uh sven slips back out to relock the uh the shed uh, as all of your food is brought out and you guys sit down for a, a nice little meal made of pretty much whatever they could find uh, which kind of ended up being an Irish breakfast because they're just like fuck it everything throw it all in nothing wrong with that yeah it's good shit um, there will be like some flavor and spice profiles you guys are not used to but for the most part it's fairly familiar um taylor question yo you said like a uh, horse horse brush and like hoof pick and stuff like that i am assuming not like full saddle and bridle situation no no okay no just like tools that you would have had on your belt while working around the farm gotcha Why is there... I'm just adding stuff to my other possessions. And mm -hmm. for some reason, I, I always have a shopping list. Yeah. And I, I don't know why this is on here. I am assuming something to do with Noah. But currently, there's one thing on my shopping list, and it's portable battering ram. Ooh, I don't know why that's ram. there. Was that for, like... That sounds familiar. I feel like maybe we did that for we need we wanted it for like the train or something, but I can't remember. Yeah, either the train or 
or the foundry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I'll lean over to Noah. Um, no need for a battering ram when you have thunder pony. Right. Exactly. I'll I'll lean over to Noah and uh, just be like, "Hey, uh, when we get a minute, I might have you do a once over on some of the stuff that I got. Some things look like." I don't know. Like there might be some magic to him. I don't think it's anything too fancy, though. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, Gwen, did we manage to trick Fustrock into a laugh of servitude yet? Oh yeah, I already did that. Wonderful. He's stuck with me. Perfect, Fustrock. I told you not to say the T word, man. He's still just sitting on his hands. (laughs) Uh. But yeah, you guys uh, get a chance to sit down and fairly peacefully eat a meal without the immediate threat of somebody about to kill you for the first time in a while. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, by the time you guys finish, it's getting to late evening. Um, the Feywild is a little weird in the form of like sun and moon and all that shit, and it doesn't help that there's, you know, extra moons and weird-looking stars and all kinds of strange things happening, Uh, and the fact that it stays twilight for a very, very long time. So what you assume is, like, late evening. You guys finish up, and uh, Ross is still waiting for you outside, but you see the, um, uh, the bar... Uh, being that this is uh, the day of the spring equinox, uh, the bar uh, starts bringing out, or the evening of the spring equinox, uh, the bar starts bringing in like extra furniture and starts setting up what looked like uh, something for a feast or a party going on. You're not really sure. Square dancing. <laughs> I mean, they do move some furniture out from the center of the bar, so maybe. Swing your partner yeah. right in the room. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, as you finish up, uh, what what do you, what do you guys do? Um, I think we're going yeah. to talk to Ross. Yeah, you guys got to tell me. I can't tell you. I've been waiting to talk to Ross. All right. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, eventually, you gather yourselves up and head out you're, to... You're muted, Coop. My bad. I imagine we're all just awkwardly sitting around the table <clears throat> staring at Ross with empty bowls in front of us just yeah. waiting. Ross isn't even there. He's outside. <laughs> oh. um, so you're just awkwardly staring at the door. We're just... Uh, we're all buffering. <laughs> yeah. My God. Uh, but once you finish, uh, you guys head outside and the uh, the square outside this this bar, uh, it's sort of like a collection of vendors around it, and you can see decorations are being hung up. Um, food vendors are getting their stuff all ready for the evening, and people selling like flower necklaces and garlands and all Daisy that stuff. Chains. Daisy chains. And uh, there is quite the collection of different people here. Uh, but most sort of prominent in this square is a three-tiered fountain um, that you can see is kind of carved to look like the upper three tiers of a Uh 
and uh, each section is a different color of stone as water cascades down over it. Uh, and Ross is sitting on the edge of this little fountain. Uh, you see him sort of uh, like twiddling a coin between his fingers. And like, you know that cool thing you can do where you, you sort of move it across the tops of your fingers? Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's just kind of messing with that for a minute. And then for a moment you see it disappear and then it reappears and he's just playing around basically. But uh, when you guys step out, he looks up and stands up. I says, okay, so uh, if you will all be so kind as to follow me, uh, we have a lot to discuss and people that should not be kept waiting too much longer. Any objections? Okay. Any problems? Did you bring all your shit? I mean, to just like lugging this enormous trunk behind him. If you want me to go back and get the couch, I can try to do that, but you're carrying it. Yeah, no. Uh, and he uh, he turns and looks at uh, Kenna, who's following along beside you guys. He says, you should probably... I don't know if you two are going to get along. And Kenna shrugs. She's like, yeah, that's generally a good assumption. Uh, how about this? Why don't we divide and conquer? Because I got shit to do, and I don't need to sleep. So you all go do this stuff with Robin, and I'm going to go see if I can find some leads on where Kit is. Because I have... A vague idea of where he might be. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. Good luck. Don't die. Uh, don't make any deals. And she she looks at Ross and she says, "And uh, find out whatever the fuck the Court of Reckoning is." And she turns and walks away. Uh, Ross starts walking in the opposite direction. Uh, and he will lead you down further into the city through the uh, through the fifth sort of tier of Amadathelion. Uh And once you start getting further down, uh, Christmas, you start to feel like this place is familiar. Basically, as you get into more... Uh, you're already in a residential area, but as you get into more, like, poorer residential and, like... Um, almost slums uh, it starts to feel familiar enough to the point that you don't really need to watch where Ross is going because you feel like you you know the streets here and uh, as you get into the sixth tier which is the uh, which is the last one before you get into the like foothills that slope down in our terraced farmland um, he brings you to an intersection of streets where you see on the corner a post that has Jade Street written across it. Um, but he turns and looks at all of you and says, so uh, I'm sure I don't have, don't have to explain that uh, this is Crow territory. And uh, please, you know, keep an eye out, keep an eye on each other. But... Uh, we need to get to the break, and once we're there, I can I can explain a little more. 
and hopefully I can. He looks at Magda. He says, "Hopefully I can uh, catch you up with your uh, friend." But he continues on. Um, he takes you down uh, Jade Street, which isn't like a main street, uh, but it's not. It's not a like alleyway either and you can see uh christmas you'll recognize along the way that there are several buildings that have marks on them uh all meaning different things uh a lot of them uh a lot of them have like either like don't touch this signs and then there are a few that you don't quite recognize but they're like littered everywhere especially on more rundown houses um and as you guys pass by a fairly still in good repair stone building um you will notice sala look up at it and sort of like put herself on the opposite side of gwyn sort of imposing gwyn between her and the building um but nobody bothers any of you you do occasionally glance uh you do occasionally see someone like passing through an alleyway with a green kerchief and occasionally you'll pass uh somebody directly on the street uh who actually has the bandana up over their face and they just look at you guys and keep going like they're not worried about you seeing them um but ross takes you down jade street to another main street and out of the city gates where you can see the foothills extending below and uh, from this vantage, you can see down into a valley where there is a small uh, fissure going along where there should have been, like, where there there's a river on one side and then the fissure starts and the water pours in. And what used to be the rest of the river is now just a dry bed continuing down the valley. Uh, and there is a large bridge going across this fissure. Um... Once again, you guys have a moment where as soon as you leave the city, it feels like time goes by much faster. It's almost like you blink and you're suddenly a mile away from where you were. Uh, Ross doesn't seem bothered by it. Um, in fact, the further you get from the city, the more he looks like he's in his element. And you guys will actually notice that as you get into the uh, the tree line of the foothills and you get into more natural territory, um, even in the dark, you can see Ross's black suit starts to get this almost greenish sheen to it. Um, and he almost looks like he's blending into the environment. But... Uh, Somebody roll me a d20. I want to do it this time. Okay. 16. Uh, Roll me a d100. Nope, that has 12 sides. Where's my D10? Here it is. That's a cock. 
Fifteen. Um, as you continue down this pathway that gets, there's like a center section of it where there's like very clear wagon tracks that this is regularly traveled. Um, but you can see that this road was probably once wider and more heavily traveled, but it's all kind of overgrown. Um, and as you get to this fissure, you see that there are the remains of what was probably once a stone bridge. Um, where you can see like the uh, the support system and like steel uh, crossbars, but most of it has fallen in and away, and now there is kind of a narrow, almost rickety-looking wooden bridge over this uh, over this gap, and it's not a huge gap, but it's far enough that most people aren't going to be able to jump it. Um. Which, once again, very familiar to Christmas, to the point that you're like, what's with this wooden bridge? What happened? Um, but as you get to the edge, uh, Ross walks up to one of the remaining uh, stone uh, pillars left from what was probably the old bridge. And you see him put his hand on the side of it and tap something. And then he takes a step off the edge. And you watch him, instead of just falling, begin to slowly descend. I'll follow suit. Make me an intelligence check. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, buddy? Yes. Oh Three. god. Is that with a natural one or Okay. It was a two plus one. Okay. <laughs> uh so you walk up to the, the edge, uh and you take a look at this stone pillar and you put your hand where you're pretty sure Ross had his. And it's just stone. And you you're kind of feeling around. Nothing's happening. Uh, Ross, I ain't jumping. How? What am I supposed to do? And you see him below looking up. As you see, he's actually landed on a ledge probably 20 feet below. He looks up at you. He's like, you don't even remember that? Wait, hold on. He touched it. Did it look like he just put his hand on it? Or did it look like he actually like traced something on it? It looks like he set his palm against it and then the ends of his fingers wrapped around the corner to do something. I feel around the edges of it. Because my first instinct was to like trace my bind rune on the stone okay. pillar, but that's Make probably not going to do it. Either you can do an arcana or an investigation check. Well, they're the same thing, so. Well, that's much better. Um, it's a 15 plus 5, 20. Okay. Uh, so on the side of the pillar, as you like lean around and actually take a look at it, 
um, you see that the side facing out toward the fissure uh, is uncharacteristically smooth. And there are some indents like around the corner of the pillar that you can you can't really see them you can just kind of feel them um you can gather that there is some kind of like finger movement or something to trace or a pattern to this but it's very if a normal person were to see it they wouldn't think anything of it I stick my fingers in the things. Okay, put your fingers in the indents. Yep. The more that Coop describes this, the more it sounds like an eight-year-old trying to write erotica. <laughs> yep. Ew. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so you've yeah, got your, your fingers wrapped around the corner. You can almost feel the imprint of where your hand is supposed to be. Nothing happens. Ross! Just fucking... <laughs> Sala! And <laughs> uh, you feel a hand on your shoulder as Sala steps up. And um, she sort of reaches across and puts her fingers over yours. And she pushes your hand forward. And uh, you feel her, like, guide your fingers to indeed draw your bind rune. And then you feel your body become almost weightless. All right. And she gives you a little push off the edge. And I'll float down. Yeah, you you just drift down. You'll float too. Uh, (laughs) You'll float too. Uh, But Sala steps back and looks at the rest of you guys. And uh, Gwen, uh, Gwen, like Magda, she comes up and she wraps an arm around your waist and like picks you up. And she walks up and puts her hand on this pillar and draws her bind rune, and you both start sinking down into the void. Thank uh, you. And Sala looks back at uh, at the rest of who's left? Noah and Fushrak. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, she turns and looks at the two of you. She's like, um, I can do one at a time. I can probably carry both of you. No, it's sort of a... It doesn't work that way. (laughs) If you tried, we would all fall to our deaths. It's 20 feet down. Yeah. I drink one of my experimental elixirs. Uh Uh-huh. And I step off the edge before Uh I know which one it is. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Um... Let me see. It's a whole lot of fucking trust. It's only 20, 20 feet. Yeah, but it's a ledge, not like a platform. Nah, it's fine. I got it. I need to roll a five. Oh, I rolled a four. Um, That's distinctly gain, not a five. I gain a D4 to every attack roll and saving throw they make for the next minute. So, well, that's good, because you need to make a dexterity fucking saving throw. <laughs> okay. It'll be fine. Oh, um, God. Yeah, Noah could, takes Do I have step. enough time while I'm falling to guide myself? No. I'm gonna... It, so if he's just falling, and I'm on the ledge already, I'm gonna try to grab him as he's falling to, to help okay. him on that. Uh, yeah. 
Dexterity saving throw? Yeah. That's gonna be... A 19. That was dead. That was just No, I'm dead. not. Oh no, uh, <laughs> what will we do? Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, oh god. Uh, so... Oh, while I'm falling, I'm gonna add my flash of genius to that. Okay. So that'll bring it to, um, that'll actually bring it to a 23. Okay. Well, that's a good thing that, yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, Noah just walks up to the edge. And those of you who are on the ledge below, you look up and you see Noah go without touching the pillar. And you hear Sala like yell and like she reaches out to grab him. Uh, and he just plummets. Just at, at full speed, but he manages uh, to stick the landing and potentially break his ankles because a 20 foot drop is not good for your bones. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's young. Fine. <laughs> you just managed to stick the landing. Uh, let me Sweet. see how much damage you take. I think it's like a d6 per 10 feet or something. I think it's a d6 for every 10 feet past the original 10 feet. It should feet. be so much worse than that, though. Like, I have always hated that. Like, you can die from a 15-foot fall as it, a normal person. It's, if you roll a 1 on a dexterity right, save. as yeah. a normal person who has, like, 4 yeah. hit points. Yeah. Uh, so ads. that's gonna be... <laughs> be careful. Uh, that's gonna be 9 bludgeoning damage for you. Perfect. Uh, as you land on the ledge and you feel Ross grab you by the back of your collar and tug you inward uh, and you end up falling on your back into the entrance of a cave, you think? Mm. Um, but uh, Ross kind just, of... What? Yeah. I would say I just hit the ground and I look, look up at the, at the ceiling and I'm like, oh, this is a really nice place you've got. Oh, God. Yeah, Ross leans down over you and he says... You know, I've met a lot of really, really smart people in my time. But I think you might just take the cake, buddy. Hmm. Uh, thanks. Uh, it was the wrong, I grabbed the wrong bottle. This is my bad. Yeah. Uh, and he, he just steps over you and walks into the cave. Uh, it is easy enough for Sala to bring Fustrock down with her. Um, and as you guys all land on this ledge, uh, pair by pair, uh, you guys will see that there is a fairly well-hidden sort of recess into this wall that unless you knew what you were looking for, you probably wouldn't notice it even looking from the opposite direction. Um, but there's sort of a twist and it goes around a corner and uh, Ross leads the way inside into just pitch blackness that even challenges dark vision. Um, but at some point he reaches into his pocket and you guys hear this loud clicking sound and suddenly he has this little contraption that is just spewing fire up in a little like candle-like flame. Mm -hmm. uh, none of you have ever seen a lighter before, so this is, this is different and new. Um, but you see before him there is a solid stone wall. Uh, that it looks like this tunnel doesn't go any further until he reaches out and traces 
uh, a rune that Christmas would not recognize. Uh, but as he does it, the wall fades and light starts shining through. And you see that past this uh, illusion, there is a fully worked uh, hallway, like stone bricks set up. Um, there are, there's like a runner on the floor of uh, sort of this bright crimson carpet. Uh, and there are doors on either side of the hall going into different chambers. Taylor, um, real yeah. quick, I want to get a read on, and if it's that dark, I don't have dark vision, so I would cast light at light, some point too, even though he's through. using that. But I want to get a read on, because I'm assuming this is the break. And I'm confused as to why we would be here when it has been compromised by a modithelian so i am gonna t get a read on gwyn and sala to see if they're as confused that we're here as i am uh go ahead and make an insight check oh my god that's my third two of the day oh. uh <laughs> yeah i don't i don't get shit that's like a uh well my insight's not terrible Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, Gwen is a very straight-faced, calm person. And so she doesn't give anything away. But for Sala, it's obvious enough that she's spooked by this. Like, she's... She's starting to, like, cling to you again. Like, she's scared to get far away from you. Um, Give a little but as shoulder you guys, squeeze. Yeah. Uh, as you guys step in, uh, Ross flips the uh, lighter closed. And you can see there are, like, torch sconces on the walls uh, that all blaze with blue light. Uh, enchanted torches. And uh, he turns and looks over you all. He says, welcome to what used to be the break until it collapsed or so they thought this is um we're gonna refer to it as my laboratory for now but uh i uh i have a lot of little projects going on in here so uh please be very careful don't touch anything and uh, don't don't talk to anybody either, unless you already know who they are. Are there other? Can we see other people right now? No, you're just no. in a hallway. I thought you were like we have to go someone's somewhere super secret. We're, we're getting there. Do you guys just not trust the process or something? I think Magda actually has problems with memory loss, short yeah. term. Yeah, that the tends whole, to happen. Like, secret pillar thing. That tends to happen. Illusion in the, in the uh, wall. Stay wild. Did that not give off like this is a secret place vibe? I got it, but like if there's other people around, like just because multiple people know about it doesn't mean it's not a secret anymore. Okay. What? 
in Magda's kind defense, like the, actually, I would. Uh, of secret. Yeah, secret no, is no, typically no, no. kept between <laughs> very few people. The more people yeah. that know about it, the less of a That's secret it is. This can't be That's like a come and go, like, like I don't know. Yeah, like the crows are a whole gang with like secret shit going on. There's like a hundred of them, but it's still a secret. Mm. Mm. I don't know. A lot of people seem to know about it. Disagree. They know of yeah. the crows, but they don't. Most people don't know what they do. Ross, it's um, it's us. We're gonna give you shit. I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, he leads the way down the hallway, and as you pass by doors, you can hear like people moving around and talking, uh, mostly in Sylvan or Elvish. And uh, he leads you down a staircase that this is a very like plain stone hall. The only decorations are like floor runners and these blue torches on the walls. And uh, when he gets to the bottom of the stairs, it opens up into a large domed room. Um, Have any of you. Oh, God. Who among you saw the cistern? Uh, I don't remember. I think you did. I think you looked down into it and saw it. Yeah. Um, I believe Christmas and Noah got the best look at it. But um, when you get into this chamber, it immediately reminds you of the cistern that you saw. Uh, Dead gingers all over the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. It has it has like the the ringed walkway around the outer edges, uh, and you can see channels where water should flow, uh, but there is no there's no water there's no liquid of any kind, um, and in the center you see that there is this recessed basin, and over top there are not like the stone bridges of the cistern, but just cross like gangplanks that go over the middle. Um, and there's no, like, central support structure. Uh, it looks like, almost like a crude version of a cistern. Uh, but like I said, the basin is empty. There's nothing down there except for, like, just a few odd bits of, like, a couple coins, some, like, trash that fell in. Uh, but Ross, uh, steps in, he says... Uh, ladies, you'll, you already know your way around. It hasn't really changed all that much, but, uh, be careful of the, you know, the giant hole in the floor. Uh, don't fall in, because if you do, we will probably never see you again. Uh, uh what's, uh, what's down there? Uh, probably more secrets. Uh, yeah. Big snake. Oh, a big snake. Yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff. Big face snake. But and he like he snake. motions to the basin and he big says what snake. what you see in big here snake. is not it. If you fall in, you don't just end up at the bottom. You end up somewhere else. Great. Ooh. Okay, okay well now I want to jump into it. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no. Noah. <laughs> What you just thing. described for most of us is a bad idea. Uh, for someone mm. like Noah, it's considered a plot hook. Well, yep. let me I... let me put it this way: if I, you're not wrong. 
if we have a traitor in our midst in this newly redone break, they go in the pit. But if they go somewhere else, don't they just come back someday? Like they find their way back? None of them have yet. Is it just the pit or does it like have a, is it like the pit of despair? Is it? I can throw you in. You can find out, but um, I don't think well, you're. Uh, well, I think he's that. asking, like, is it is it called capital T, capital P, the pit, or is it like? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we uh, we just kind of call it the hole or the basin. But uh, it right, doesn't have an whole... official name. I'm gonna be real with you. you. Need, the the you pit sounds a lot better than the hole. Um, yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, is uh, is now also a good time for me to ask who we is? Uh, while they're talking, I am gonna drink my other experimental elixir, okay, and jump in the pit. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, it's a five. Honestly, the um, Feywild is a great place to introduce the <gasps> Wiccan. Yeah, guess what I got, uh, guys. What? What'd you get? I can use the alter self spell. Uh-huh. So, to turn yourself into the uh, <laughs> can I turn myself into your basic shape stays the same? Can I give myself wings? Not with alter self. No. There's like a list of things that they let you use, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. It's not a not usually. Appears. You can make yourself appear as a member of another race, though none of your statistics change. So that means even if I turned into like a bird person, I couldn't fly. Boo! All right. I drink it and I just suddenly grow claws and fangs. Cool. You're a shifter now. Mm-hmm. And Lucier. Like, well, um, that wasn't that that wasn't exactly what I was planning on. <laughs> Choose on mail. Uh, <laughs> look at guys, I got claws in the sheet. <laughs> oh, must be the I don't last know, no, this, is the look. <laughs> this is a look good at, look for you. Look at my teeth. They're so pointy. <laughs> They got pointy horns, pointy teeth, pointy claws. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ultra demon. Yep. Uh, yeah, Ross watches this happen. He's like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's fucking weird. Um, so before we go any further, and he motions to a door on the opposite side of this basin, says, uh, I would like to remind you all to be on your best behavior. I I would try to impress upon you the gravity of the situation, but I don't think the words would do it. Um, I'm going to introduce you to my ma, and uh, you're going to be real fucking polite and real fucking respectful. You're going to refer to her as my lady, or by her name, or your majesty, whichever works. Uh, so, uh, um, who is she? Yeah, what, what's that name? Uh, I think... I think you recognize her as Morrigan? 
yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, that one. So that's what you people call her, right? Sure. Uh, sure. She's what, got a lot of different names. What should we call her if we use her name? I would say Morrigan would be the safest. All right. <clears throat> All right. Everybody ready to be fucking polite? I mean, polite. yes. You, you you know us. Do you even have to ask? I don't know you. You know some of us. I know two and a half of you. That, admittedly, that is some. Alright. And he turns and steps toward this uh, large, kind of unassuming double door. Uh, just sort of set into a stone archway with keystone. There's no decoration. Uh, iron crossbars on it. And uh, he pushes both of the doors open. And the first thing that will hit you guys is just this overwhelming sense of just cold that sweeps mm. out. It's not a change in actual temperature. It's like you all, your own body is just like took on chills. Um, and within this chamber, which is a sort of long rectangular chamber, uh, you can see that there's all kinds of like uh, small round tables with chairs around them, but nobody's sitting in any of them. There's a central runner uh, down the hall. Uh, you can see that there's like standing candelabras here and there. Uh, where the candles, uh, any of the regular candles have like long since burnt out, but there are a few that have like magical flame that are still going. Uh, and you see at the far end of this hallway, there is a large, uh, what looks to be uh, a cherry wood desk. And there's uh, a cloth sort of draped over it, uh, dark cloth. And you see on the wall behind it, uh, there are rows and rows of books, but also uh, standing like suits of armor that look like they've seen hundreds of battles. And you see uh, set up on the walls, uh, mounted up on the walls, there are different shields and blades and weapons that all look like they've seen their fair share of service. Um, and sitting behind the desk beneath this... Uh, what at first looks like a chandelier until you realize there's no attachment to the ceiling. It is just a rotating collection of floating crystals in like a chandelier like layout. Um, but they're all like different colors and they, they have sort of a, a, a gradient, not a gradient. Um, yeah, I guess it would be a gradient of color going around as they turn. Um, and you realize this, that's a collection of earth blood crystals just suspended in midair. Uh, and sitting behind the desk is a, a little on the taller side woman. Um, not like the giants that I normally talk about. Uh, she wouldn't be as tall as Kenna. But uh, you see this uh, fairly pale uh what you, what you would refer to as fair uh woman with long black hair that 
you can see that towards the ends, uh, it starts to turn red, the same color as Ross's hair. Uh, and she is in a very simple uh, black sort of billowy tunic with the, the wide sleeves. She has a uh, leather sort of vest bodice on. Um, and you can actually see that her, her tunic is open sort of down to the start of her vest. And you can see this like black, like uh, almost like black scarring extended, extending up across her chest to the bottom of her neck. Um, and she has her hands resting on the desk. Uh, you see like pens and ink to one side and ledgers and papers to the other. And all, as you all step in, she looks up and imagine, um, imagine like Tilda Swinton, like that kind of angular face um, with very light sort of shadows across the eyes uh, and ruby red lips. And uh, she glances up and you see like Ross, these just burning green bright eyes as she takes you all in and brushes this long black hair back uh, that's partially braided. Um, but as Ross pushes open the doors and steps aside for you all, uh, she folds her hands on the desk and sort of straightens up her posture. And... Once again, this like feeling of cold over you guys, like chills, is it's almost like your fight or flight response wants to kick in. Um, like telling you that you are walking into danger. Um, but it's just I mean, she's she's striking, but she's not like ethereal. She's not if, if you didn't know who you were walking up to, she would just be a woman. But there's something about her that feels very dangerous. Can't imagine why. Uh, I'll step forward, walk into the, the room a, a decent ways, and then do like a one-knee bow. Oh, you're actually going to kneel? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, as as Christmas kneels, you'll see her her brows kind of stitched together a little bit, as if pleasantly surprised, but also a little confused. Noah is standing behind him. He's got a wisdom of negative one, so like he's got zero instincts whatsoever. So he's uh -huh. just like, "Oh, hey there, hi, hi, guy." Hello. And you hear this sort of lyrical voice answer back. It's um, Bane. What? It's Bane from Batman. Oh. oh. Uh, but uh, Ross... You merely uh, adopted the Feywild. I was born <laughs> in it. <laughs> uh, Ross, as soon as, as soon as Noah does that, Ross just goes... Uh... <laughs> And uh, he's like, Ma, these are the, you know, the idiots that I mentioned. And uh, she nods and you say, well, that's, that's not very polite, darling. And uh, she, she 
reaches out and sort of gestures to all of you with one hand. And you see that uh, she has the, the like billowy sleeves, but where the cuff ends, you can see her hand has more of this black scar in her left hand. Um, and you see it almost looks like uh, it, it looks like uh, like scars that instead of getting like the white scar tissue, it's all like blackened. Um, does it, it almost where what? does it start? Where does it start? Yeah. Does it look like it started from her hands or? Uh, it's not clear. It looks like okay. there's potentially multiple different scars. Okay. Like this isn't, this isn't like Kenna with like the tattoo or not the tattoos, <clears throat> but the markings like crawling across her body. These are actual, they look like they were inflicted by weapons. Gotcha. Um, but she extends a hand out and sort of beckons you all forward. Um, she says, uh, pardon me for not standing, but um, not very mobile these days. If you would come forward. We, can okay. we walk? Yeah. <laughs> I just look at what, what's up, Ash? I don't know. I don't trust anything. I know you, and, uh, you shouldn't trust this bitch. Whenever any person says anything, I'm just like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Yeah. Um, but uh, she leans on her desk and uh, Ross uh, steps up with you guys and he sort of takes a place at the side of her desk with his hand resting on the surface. Um, I would think that most of you are naturally insightful enough to see that there is a sort of protectiveness here. Um, that Ross is not necessarily invading, like, he's not imposing himself between you all, but there's a hand placed very, very intentionally on the desk so that at any moment he could lean in and block. Um, and uh, this, this woman, Morrigan, uh, looks over you all. And she says, Foostruck Wildborn, Magdarenry, Noah Baraga. Yeah, that's me. Original Bantamcrit. Not even a little bit surprised by that. And, yeah, Foostruck's uh, eyes go big and he definitely definitely gets the mouth sweats. <laughs> the mouth and, sweats. Uh, yeah. Just truly. <laughs> uh she looks over as well to uh and addresses Gwen Heron's daughter and Sala Narendia as well. Uh she then places a hand on her chest. She says I'm sure my boy has already told you, but my name is Morrigan. Is Walter with us? Is Walter with you? He's, yeah, he's, he is. I mean, he's been with us the whole time we've yeah. been in the yeah. Feywild so far. Oh, He did oops. the little fight with us, so... I owe that oh, yeah, bitch more, more copper yeah. for uh, yeah. meals. <laughs> yeah, she will, she will address him as well. Um, uh, address him as Walter Dine. 
Uh, but you see that when she says that, there's a little smirk. And Walter looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I'm going to imagine that Walter has just been kind of like keeping to himself and like trying to keep an eye on Fustrak this whole time. But there's there's a very clear like discomfort about him being here. I totally forgot he was even here. Um, but uh, she looks over all of you. She says, "I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that uh, Robin has told you at least a few things." But I would like to officially welcome you all to the court of reckoning. Uh, is Thank this you. it? Is this everybody? And she looks at uh, you, she's like, did something happen to you, Mr. Baroque? Uh One of my potions kind of grew these big teeth here, and it's kind of, it's kind of it's weird to talk through. Would you like me to do something about that? How long does that I mean, last? You, you get an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to, but it's it's fine. I mean, I can still talk. And she she motions you forward, um, and she reaches out. If you let her, uh, she will uh, put a hand like on your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Her. Why not? Okay. Yeah. She reaches out, and as she does that, um, you feel the fangs and the claws retract, uh, but there's also this this like. I can't describe it as anything other than like a feeling of void that sort of passes through your chest mm. of like something just got like pulled out of you and there's empty space left behind, but it starts to fade and uh, she pulls back and sits back in her chair. Just very calmly. Mm. Uh, do I, I <clears throat> uh, thank you. Uh, do, do I do, do you need anything for that? Well, I was under the impression that we were already working together, so... Oh, okay. Thanks. Of course. Uh, before I launch into anything too serious, I can see on some of your faces that you're a bit surprised, perhaps a little overwhelmed. And if you have any specific questions, I would be glad to address you, address them for you now that we're in a secure place. What the fuck is the Court of Reckoning? It is my court. That the Seely Court doesn't know about? They know about it, but they refuse to believe in its power and validity. Titania is a vain, selfish creature. And to be honest, her children are a little better. They don't believe that, one, that I'm even still here, or two, that I would have the power to establish my own court and my own domain. Um, do I know that this is like the goddess Morgan, like the goddess of war? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> cool. I just want to make sure that I'm like 
picking that up. So um, what you, being that Noah is very knowledgeable, and also Christmas, because you've read a lot of stories, Morrigan is the only goddess in the Feywild. Okay. Um, she, generally speaking, the Balin gods, even before the dissolution, didn't mess with the Feywild too much. The only person who really did was Senna, but she didn't, like, stake a claim there. She does have an anchor tree in uh, the Feywild, but that was a gift to the Seelie Court as, like, a sign of friendship. Um, Morrigan, unless there's, you know, other hidden gods, titans, whatever, Morrigan will be the only deity in the uh, Feywild, because the Archfey technically aren't deities. They can have, like, a deific status, but they're not actually mm-hmm. gods. I I will add then, after she says that, I'd be, say, um, doesn't it seem kind of foolish that people would not believe that the goddess of the Feywild is still here? Well, they all think I'm dead. Okay, but like I thought that was impossible. Like I feel like we, if we, uh, Magda knows about this. Like all those history books and stuff. They just you can't, you couldn't kill a god if you tried. But no, you can. But there's two different stages to it. I am dead, but I'm not gone. Okay. If you all remember your history of Obsidian Day, you'll remember that Senna was a dead goddess. And she still is. She's not recovered yet. I, on the other hand, am very close to finishing my recovery. I unfortunately, uh, unfortunately died at the hands of Baylor, and wasn't able to help my dear friends during the dissolution. Hmm. Well, congratulations. Uh you're really close. Good job. That's uh that's an accomplishment. Thank you. Any other specific burning questions that you have at this moment? <laughs> um Why me? Why you? What did you do to me, and why? And she looks at Ross, confused. What have I done to you exactly, Mr. Vandenkrat? I was told that the reason why I can't remember much and some of the things that happened to me you would have answers for and she once again looks at Ross sort of better understanding and she says I have an inkling of what's happened to you do you prefer Mr. Fortune nowadays yeah 
I'm afraid that I I don't have necessarily all of the whys or hows, but I do have some bits and pieces that could be useful to you. I believe your uh, your issue lies with the seaweed court. Ever since uh, ever since Robin told me that he'd found you again, I did some looking into things, and I have a few suspects, but I think the most likely one is Varanestra. Uh, I told you that, DM question. Well, yeah. yeah, but I'm going back to uh, something that actually happened. We, um, I'm trying to remember who we were talking to because there was literally a bit where like Christmas remembered basically almost dying or yep. dying and then getting saved by Veranestra, and then basically I can't remember who we talked to, but someone that's the first time the Morrigan came up, uh... where it was like. Christmas was like, why can't I actually remember this stuff? And someone was like, well, the Morrigan is who you should talk to. Grab your memories here. That was an oddly uncomfortable phrase. <laughs> Just allow me to grab your memories. Ah. Uh? I remember what you're talking about, but I, I can't remember where I put it. Where did I store that memory? Was it... Because I remember the memory of... of Gwyn saving you. I remember the... Uh, the one of Veronestra being angry. Son of a bitch. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. I just don't have the details. Somebody fill space. Oh, God. Ah! Ah! Fill space, ah. do stuff. You guys are great. Thank uh, you. Uh, so, I have been enjoying uh, Topo Chico, not a sponsor. Um, it was very hard to find this water at Meyer, but when I found it and I tried it, it was delicious. Um, so, that's... It's water. water. It, it is. It's it's just sparkling mineral water, and it's water delicious. Water tastes different depending on who bottles it. It tastes it different does. depending on the container. Yeah. Liquid Death is still the best water. Yes, Liquid Death is. is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I bought a 12-pack of it yesterday. 
I'm pulling up when the actual memory came up in the notes because it was right before we met Tristan. Which was get your fucking hands Get on out of your seat. me. You better not sing more than six seconds of that. I I started listening to Bo Burnham's Inside again and Alina immediately goes, Are you okay? Are are you doing okay? <laughs> He just released the deluxe version, so of course. Yeah, he did. That Joe Biden song is a bop. I I really like the one, uh, the five years one. I like five uh, years. Where it's like everyone's a feminist till there's a spider in the house and like yeah. the dumpling. Uh-huh. Oh God. Uh, the microwave popcorn song is fun, too. I really like that. <laughs> Also, I had an existential crisis over the chicken song, so, you know. Huh, cool. Yeah. I think yeah. Tristan is actually the one that said it. But it doesn't look like it made it into the notes. Well, because I remember there's a memory of him saving you and then one of you saving him. Nope. Oh wait, I haven't shared that one. With you yet. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I mean, but, what? Oh, For some reason, I've I... forgotten the last uh, ten seconds of my life. No, the the memory is um, uh, Christmas cast a spell magic on himself. Rolls a twenty four. Blood runs for Christmas. And is in memory where he's terrified in immense pain, missing two fingers. And someone is cradling yeah. his face. It's Veronestra. She's weeping, healing him, regenerating, braiding him for his idiocy. Doesn't catch all the words or the full meaning. Hears gunshot shouts and familiar voices in the distance. Sal is yelling for him. Veronestra grabs Christmas, and they are suddenly teleported to Christmas's garden. Christmas pulls away, screaming for Sala. Memory ends when Veronestra grabs his shoulder. Um, and the whole reason I rolled that was i was rolling for additional information about tristan and the crows and Varanestra, but specifically trying to figure out why i lost my memory like that's why i yeah. rolled it um and that came up and then i believe i asked tristan and tristan is the one who said like the morrigan is who you would talk to i um, think it was tristan again it didn't make it into the yeah, notes so i have to go back and play it I have a I have a vague memory of it. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I believe what Tristan was getting at is that he was suspicious of Morrigan. Uh, I don't. Really, it feels weird to call her the Morrigan because she's a person. Um, whereas the oh. Morrigan implies the triple goddess. Um, but uh yeah uh he he was suspicious of her but also tristan knows more about this would become clear as you're talking to morgan tristan knows something about the court of reckoning he's one of the people who doesn't immediately think ross is a fucking idiot who's just making stuff up right 
I unfortunately the note that I have on my character sheet is the court of reckoning. Christmas's memory loss might have something to do with the Morrigan. That's what I have written down. Yep. Uh, so, uh, she she basically basically tells you that she doesn't know for sure, but she has strong suspicions against the Sealy Court, specifically Baronestra. Um, and she says. I was not directly involved with what happened to you. I've been here or in my home most of this time. And uh, after Ross told me that he was finding old members of the Crows, people he trusted, I tried to do some investigating into what all happened between uh, the traitors, as Mr. Kepler would call you, and the rest of the crows. And from what I understand, there were a number of betrayals, uh, some worse than others, several losses, but there was a period of time in which you went missing. And... The only clue I could find as to what happened to you was the, uh, what's the, what's the word, uh, was the uh, eyewitness accounts of several fairies from your garden. They said they saw you during that time that you were missing. So, I'm just looking over at Gwyn and Sala during this again. Yeah, Sala, obviously neither of them knew what happened to you when you disappeared. But the moment Morrigan says the fairies saw you in your garden, Gwyn looks somewhere between, like, shocked and horribly pissed off. And Sala just looks like kind of thousand yard stare of starting to piece things together. Do you know if the concern, the conversations that I've had with Veronestra, they don't really seem to. The court considers the crows sort of an insignificant nuisance, but no one's really ever been able to put together how Amadathelion was able to show up here and and knew what was going on. No one knows what took place there. Um, the, uh, there are a number of interesting moving parts. Uh, a number of betrayals, as I said, but perhaps the worst of them was within the uh, Seely Court and the Fomorians themselves. I have reason to believe the re that the Amadathelian Guard 
found all of you because Mr. Kepler started working with the Fomorians and the Seely Court decided to take notice. And that would explain why if they came after the crows and the Seely Court knew about it, Varanestra would pull me out of there to keep me safe. Exactly. Doesn't explain the memory loss, though. Although, I evidently went through a bit of a ringer, so, uh, you know, my understanding is that physical trauma can, uh, can affect people's memory, but, well, I don't know. Something to talk about, I guess, the next time I see Princess of the Seely Court. It is, um... It's unfortunate that you were caught up in all of this. In fact, all of you in Ross, uh, uh, Robin's friend group, those of you that were the, um, I suppose the good ones amongst the crows. I'm sorry that all of that happened to you, that you lost your found family and your home. Appreciated. If I can find more, I will. But for now, my attention is otherwise drawn to more dangerous and current subjects. I'm sure all of you are wondering why uh, why my son has brought you to me, why I've been revealed to any of you at all when other people don't know that I even exist anymore. I'm sure you've also heard that there's a growing problem with the Fomorians. They've always been a problem, but it's getting particularly bad. And the last time it got this bad, I went to war and fought in a duel with Baylor himself. Now... Baylor and his officers are out there uh, making alliances with very dangerous people and taking over land and threatening everything good about the Feywild because of their jealousy and hate for the Seelie. And their current target, I believe, uh, their main goal of their entire campaign is to take the anchor tree from the Seely Court, where the Seely Court is actually based. Mm. Well, shit. Yes. And I understand there's an anchor tree under threat in your world as well. There is. Considering what I know of all of these interconnected relationships and strange alliances, I don't have reason to believe that 
the current crows are trying to help the Fumarians. I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's just normal business going on. But the Fumarians are using some of these connections to reach additional allies and people. And uh, what's the word? Uh, manipulate their relationship with Tristan Kepler in their favor. And among those is a relationship with Sov. Sorry, we ain't really surprised by that. No, he's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. Indeed. He, uh, he was always a, a thorn in my side, and unfortunately I wasn't strong enough to do away with him during the dissolution. Not to mention the fact that he was the hardest one to reach, because he is smart and patient, and knows how to let the other three do all the dirty work for him. Mm. The other two now, I suppose. But... Guillaume and Stionix are not the ones currently threatening it, Lauren. I, um... I'm still pulling together leads and trying to understand the situation fully and who's connected to who, but what I do understand now is that Tristan Kepler's relationship with a Fomorian officer known as Drogon is directly benefiting the campaign against the Sealy. And now normally I would not mind Titania being taken down a peg or three. If the Sealy court falls, the anchor tree falls. And I'm not going to allow that to happen because that anchor tree was a gift from my dearest friend practically my sister, a gift to the Feywild to cast the Balin God's protection over the people here, to protect them from the whims of the Archfey. And as the only remaining goddess who can even access the Feywild regularly, I think it's my responsibility to keep the Anchor Tree in place. Not to mention the potential ramifications of Baylor accessing it and using it to tear open his own personal portal to Atlaren. Cool. None of you seem very struck by this. It's been a couple of months. We'll yeah, it's. I mean, this is just another fire on a on, on just a yeah. It, it's just yeah. It's so many fires. I've heard of a number of them, and I'm hoping that by us working together, because even though I do have some people at my disposal. I don't have 
people with first-hand experience with Sov at hand. I think you all could be very useful, not to mention your connection with Lorcan, whom I am very interested in seeing set free. And well. Archfey, even a minor Archfey, under Sov's control, spells immense danger. Well, it's funny you bring that up. Because that's really the main reason why we're here. You're here to help him and also speak with this Callum Wright, correct? Well, we're hoping that Callum can help us with freeing Lorcan. Well, I've attempted to persuade him, but he doesn't seem very helpful. Is wait? I mean, I is, could probably assist. Here? On is that. he here? Yes. What? I thought he... Wait. Okay. And she, she looks at Magda, she says, you asked Robin to look after him? Yeah, and I figured he, <laughs> he had to, like, take care of some business here, so he left him back near Lauren. Not... No. Yeah, Magda, I'm gonna be real with you. I basically asked him just to take Callum to us. Great. So I had a feeling that this would probably... This is like a, look I mean, to be fair, up. it is a nice middle ground <laughs> to him just like showing up at our doorstep with him. It's not like we just woke up in the morning and he was, you know, in the kitchen. He's or dropped know. on your lap in the middle of the bar. Yeah, yeah. that's what I assumed was going to happen. But yeah, uh, Ross speaks up. He says, "Yeah, I, uh, I got a hold of him after after looking after him for a couple of days in Lauren." And then I realized there were some some uh, shady-looking things also watching him. So, for your sake, for his sake, for my sake, I uh, pulled him in in the hopes that he'd be able to help us with Lorcan. What are the shady-looking things we're looking after him? Literal, like, shadow-looking things. I haven't identified them yet, but they're uh, fucking creepy. Is this place magically protected, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he points at the door. He says, we're technically not in the Feywild right now. Oh. Hmm. Hey. Well, that's cool. When did this happen? When did you start noticing the shadowy things, and when did you take him here? Because I'm wondering uh, if those might be Sav's little minions. Like... It's been like three days. Yeah, like a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because when did when did Sav say that he was? It was like two days ago, something like that. Very recently. Yeah. Yeah, it matches up. It tracks. Yeah. It was okay. like six weeks ago, but also two well, days ago. Yeah. Yeah. June twenty fifth was a long ass day. I yeah, guess I can't be that mad at you because otherwise he well, probably well, would you shouldn't be at all dead. mad at me because I did exactly what you asked and then so. I didn't ask anything I'm happy with you you did exactly as I asked you to do thank you God, fuck, fucking damn fuck. fucking way. Do you want to talk to your ex-boyfriend or whatever? No, I... Okay, look, alright. Do you, all right. you, do see, you, you said, want me to talk to your ex-boyfriend? We should. Oh my god, absolutely not. We um, should wait until we hear from Karth. 
We only what have it, a couple okay. pieces of the puzzle right now. We we want yes. hear we want all of them before we try to put the puzzle together. Yes. Lady Morgan, you said that he wasn't That's what that's I'm trying to be more polite because he and said to be more polite. She she looks over at Ross and she's like Robin. He's like, What? I, you like the Queen of the Feywild. They and she's like, No, I'm not. I, Morrigan is sufficient. Great, Morrigan. Uh you said that you spoke to him and he wasn't particularly helpful. Well, I think part of that could be chalked up to a bit of shell shock with being pulled through realms and placed before a dead goddess, but no, he was not particularly helpful. Mm. He wasn't interested in answering questions. In fact, he barely spoke at all. I expected him to have questions, but... Well, that probably means he won't talk to anyone he doesn't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe well, we can yeah. test that theory. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, all right, you're right. So, Callum is only one part of the puzzle. We want to talk to Callum because he's been able to summon Lorcan before. But... Uh, as far as separating the two, we know that Karth has been able to do that before. So that's why we want to put them together in a sort of buddy buddy mm. situation. Do you think that's going to work a second time? I have no idea, but we don't have any other ideas, so... I'd also be curious as to why Karth decided to throw Lorcan on your doorstep the first time. It's not like... it's. I mean, it's interesting because it's not like Sav has other people like you, Magda, that, you know, quote-unquote, work for him. Um, I think the only thing I'm really noticing that's different between you and people like... Walter and Tristan is you kind of became like this on accident kind of yeah and I mean I don't know it has always been a little bit weird because I was nobody right you know like Walter had some talents and same with all of Saab's other things I was just a person well, don't undersell yourself. No, I mean, I really was. I didn't have... I didn't start doing all of the Blood Hunter stuff until after all this happened. I didn't you have also... You also took the deal for a good reason. Do you really think Sav cares about that? No, no but, but it, it makes it you different than a lot of the others. Yeah, it speaks to and your it character. it speaks volumes about your character. I don't really think that Sol cares about character. Right, but no, Karth but might. Exactly. I, if I may offer my own opinion with what limited information I have, I think 
perhaps Karth saw you as the person who could help Lorcan make things right, but also help clear his name with you. Should also keep in mind that Karth is the antithesis to Sav. Sav is working through at Larn in the Feywild, trying to take over. He has his own chess pieces and whatnot, and I think we've been so keen on uh, this whole chess analogy. He's still using what that metaphor. Pieces are which he is, yeah, oh. but we never really. No, he's not. He's a one-trick pony. Right, but we. We always kind of assumed that Sav was the player. We never really bothered to think about who they're playing against and what chess pieces are on the other side of the board. And I would be willing to wager a guess that Karth is who Sav is playing against. Uh, for, for reference, by the way, y'all... Uh, Karth being Sav's opposite uh, makes him the reaper of uh, reaper of charity, which is the opposite to Sav being the god of famine. Mm-hmm. Um, the horseman would be banning is the opposite to war. He is the embodiment of justice. Mar is the opposite to pestilence. He is uh, the reaper of medicine and mercy. Karth, reaper of charity. And Ursan is a god of death like Ilarka, but his primary function is as a god of balance and nature and a cycle. Whereas Ilarka is the end of the cycle. There is no more cycle. Ilarka is a straight line, whereas... Ursan is a circle. And then Fearin's there too. Well. Do y'all need a moment to noodle over some of this? We honestly should probably. probably, It feels like we haven't been traveling that long, but I'm assuming it's like nighttime. Yeah, it's late. Wouldn't be a bad idea for us to grab some shut eye. Um, yeah, well, uh, uh, Morgan nods and she says, you are all welcome to make yourselves at home within the walls of the break. Uh, I think some time to consider uh, some additional information that you've learned would be good. And I should be able to discuss a little bit of what I've learned with Ross. Uh, Robin. She calls him Robin. She does not call him Ross. <laughs> um, and in the morning we will go over a few potential ideas. I I have a couple thoughts of where we can start uh, trying to help Lorcan and trying to slow down the Fomorians and therefore by slowing them down also slow solve but um we'll talk about it cool i'm gonna go change shirts this one's covered in blood because i got stabbed a lot today I see that. <laughs> like a lot I, yes like i could i i lost count 
It was bad. I'm aware that you're human, and that number of stab wounds is very detrimental. Bad. Yep. I'm gonna go make a potion before bed. Uh, so Morgan sits back in her chair, uh, and Ross steps around the desk. Says, "All right, mortals, let's go." And uh, he mortals. strides. Um, he, uh, he steps past you and uh, going back out these main doors um, he takes you to uh, another hallway through a second smaller doorway <gasps> um, and uh, you guys basically enter what is a small fortress like almost Coop will get the reference better than anybody else I think Boy. but it's very it's very, um, it's very, uh, what the fuck is the name of the companion's hall? Oh, uh, your Vesker. Your Vesker. It's oh, very, yeah, it's very Vesker. Uh, <laughs> it is actually pronounced foyer. It's just every time it's been said, it's been said by Ross, which is why foyer. it's foyer. It's a French word. It's foyer. I know. It's a, it's, I know. And for him, it's foyer. Anyway, so uh, we made it to Yorvaska. We ain't fucking French uh, over here. Uh, it's very Yorvaska in that it's sort of a complicated, like, maze of rooms and hallways, and it's all very nicely uh, decorated, but it all feels a little claustrophobic just because it's kind of small in here. Uh, it's big enough for Fustrak to be able to walk down the center of the hallways, but if he tries to, like, sit up against a wall. He's going to have a problem. Uh, but he shows you to uh, a section that has enough rooms for pretty much everybody to have their own room if they want to. Uh, and he shows you guys where there's sort of like a, a mess hall and uh, kitchens and all that. You do see other people down here. Um, there's not a lot, but there's enough that it makes like this sort of almost barrack setup uh, useful. And uh, you do see among them uh, a few people that actually have green kerchiefs uh, that you can start to guess these are, these are double agents and moles Moils. and crows. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop moles. making the joke now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ross, Ross shows you to uh, rooms, make sure you guys have everything you need. Each room has a fireplace that magically does not fill up with smoke. And uh, you can make yourselves comfy for a long rest and other shit. And all of my stab wounds are gone forever. And we'll jump on break right there. Cool beans. <laughs> the beans. <laughs> all, all, yes. all right gang we'll see you in a bit all right be back all at right. 117 Neat. bye bye
We sabaka. Okay. That took a oh, long God. time. Guten uh, Tag! Guten <laughs> Morrigan. Um, no gluten. Gluten Morrigan. It's a special uh, bread made just for Morrigan's holiday. The gluten yeah. Morrigan. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, so, you guys turn in for the night. Uh... Let me let me know who's who's with who. I'm gonna sleep no, with my girlfriend. Cool. Oh. In the same bed. Come on. Yeah, obviously. Where I else mean, would you do it? Right. <laughs> that that's so vanilla of you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was joking. Um. Yeah, so obviously, Sala Christmas, uh, Magda, Gwen, uh, does anybody else pair up with anybody or are we doing solo rooms? Foostruck Noah? Foostruck Noah? Oh, Foostruck really? Noah? Watch me do you chemicals would... all night. Great. Oh, that'd, that'd, <laughs> that'd be such a chaotic room. You have no idea. No I feel like you would just yeah. like. I feel like you'd just sit there staring at him playing with his chemistry set and you'd just be like <laughs> like for hours. Like, <laughs> and then I and then I just very quietly sigh and go, I miss Jasper. Oh, <laughs> oh, Never mind, God. don't share a room. That's depressing. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Too late, it already <laughs> happened. Um Yeah, so uh that would leave uh Walter as the only one solo, but that's okay, he likes it that way. Mm. Uh I bet he does. <laughs> well, he doesn't have his goddamn wife anymore. Yeah. So yeah. nothing God. else compares. How am I going to get my hand jobs without my yep. wife? Yeah. Well, that's why I was no like, he has to compares. be alone so he can jerk it. Gross. Shut up. <laughs> don't don't sully my boy like that. He's oh, like that. come on. Wait, actually, <laughs> serious question about Walter. If he's allosexual, if he is allosexual, can he, he cast either. Bigby's hand or Mage hand? For one, Bigby's hand is way too fucking big That's for way that purpose. Huge. I don't know how big his uh, mage hand is. Yeah, only we don't up know. to two pounds, so his dick's way too big for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, also, I feel like because it's like oh, it. not really a corporeal hand, right? So it would Stop just be doing like, the like motion. The motion. <laughs> you you can pick things up with it, so I mean, like yeah, but can you like I don't know? Can it gently? I'm, you can open doorknobs. I'm sure. It. Just make I'm a dex just, check. As long as it's I'm not picking you up, yeah. I'm still just okay. horrified at the idea of a two pound dick. It's just like a fucking diacon <laughs> radish. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can we stop? Can we stop? This campaign is canceled. It's fun. This is canceled. Just a loaf of Wonder Bread. TOS. Uh, so um. I don't know. Laura Bailey has said some shit before. I think we're okay. Good. Good lord. Um. All right. So, in the course of the night, I need Christmas and Magda oh, and no. secretly Walter to roll wisdom saving throws. Well, that's oh. not really secretly. Now, Sorry, it? I just saw Corey's message. 
What do you say? I call the mage hand one the stranger. Oh my god. Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> Corey. Ban Corey. Ban him. Uh, anyway. That, that's a good scrubs that joke. That was a wisdom right saving throw? A wisdom save. I keep cool. forgetting I that I... I got an Eddie 20. Ooh. Uh, so for... A twenty-three. I'll take down there. Gotcha. So a big old seventeen. All right. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. Uh, so. <laughs> 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 uh, my life. Um. Uh, me actor. Oh boy. Uh, during the night, uh, you have you dreams. Die. Yeah. <laughs> Peacefully in my sleep, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't wait to play the old character who oh, has to leave. make a constitution save throw every time they go to bed. <laughs> you, uh, you do, you do have some much more vivid dreams than you're usually used to. Um, most of them aren't, like... There's no, like, uh, they're like flashes. They're not like threads of story. There's like a moment from, you know, 10 years ago and then a moment from five years ago. And um, you do notice common thread amongst some of these images that you get. And a lot of them have to do with your memories regarding your curse by Sav. Um, like flashes of seeing... Callum dead and flashes of seeing the mass of beetles and insects that you thought was Lorcan or whatever creature you were dealing with. Um, there's a flash of the moment that Lorcan was like dropped in your lap uh, with no explanation and the uh, sort of silvery arm withdrawing back into this rift in space. And Probably the most the most substantial memory you get is there's a moment when you replay the conversation that you had with Lorcan uh, while Fustrock was uh, getting his runes for the first time. That sort of conversation that cemented the friendship. Um, and Lorcan promising you that he was going to help you figure your curse out no matter what. And basically him just saying he was going to be on your side. And uh, you, you remember like the look on his face when he realizes you knew his, when you realized you knew his secrets from you trying to dig in and get information about him and the sort of relief that he had understanding that you not only didn't mind but supported him and there's this repeating theme that you get that has to do with the curse and then Lorcan and there's moments that now that you have the knowledge you can revisit and sort of understand better what was happening because now you know it was Sav not Lorcan um and uh, then as these memories sort of come to a close, something different starts up. And 
you find yourself uh, sitting up in bed, but you're aware you're still asleep. You're like, this is a dream, but I'm in the place that I'm actually at. So like, I'm still in this hall. And you can see all around you, even in the darkness, you can see that everything's in its place where you left it when you fell asleep. You can see Gwen asleep beside you. Um, the only thing out of place, however, is that the door to the room is ever so slightly cracked open and you watch a, a luna moth crawl through the crack and sort of perch on the door handle. <laughs> what would you like to do? Uh, if anything. So I'm asleep. You know you're dreaming. Yeah. This feels very Anastasia. Plot twist. <laughs> uh, the entire time, Sav is actually not real. He's just Magda's sleep paralysis demon. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's haunting us Even in real life. Even though y'all yep. have yeah. Yeah, actually seen and met him. Um, He's that potent. <laughs> um... <clears throat> I will slowly get out of bed and go to the door and just stare at the little moth. Yeah. Um, as you step up... Uh, little moth. They're like this fucking big. Uh, well, you know, that's littler than me, isn't it? So, <laughs> I mean, I can't. It's pretty... <laughs> uh, so what you notice uh, getting up close to this luna moth is that its wings look really shriveled. And it's it's holding on to the doorknob, and you see it's like its whole body is like flexing. If you've ever seen a luna moth after it's come out of its uh, cocoon, um, they they find a place to perch so that their wings can expand and dry. Uh, and you you watch this process that normally takes a much longer longer time but you watch the wings expand and start to flutter and like as it gets its strength and then it lets go and starts fluttering all over all around you and you can see it's like leaving this like trail of like little green glimmers behind it it's just randomly fluttering around it's not it's fluttering around you um, and after a moment, it lands back on the door and crawls back through uh, the, the little jar uh, opening. Yes, I'm going to go follow it. Uh, you you open up the door and you th- it's not what it's supposed to be. Uh it's hell. As you, <laughs> as you look through this, uh, look through this archway, you see that it opens up into uh, this beautiful, lush, mossy forest, uh, like glen, where you see a small creek running through, um, and you see there's a spot where the creek. Uh, uh, diverts and one fork sort of pools into this large uh, pond and you see that gathered around this pond there are a number of 
At first you want to call them people, but they're too beautiful to be just people. And they're, it's mostly seems to be women, but they, they're sort of relaxing in the shallows or in the water and all of them naked, completely naked. Mm. Uh, but just sort of basking <laughs> in the natural beauty. Um, and you see in amongst the trees that these like uh, like flutters of leaves will go by and you swear you can see a face in amongst them. And um, you notice that off to the side where the trees and the brush start to get thicker and the forest gets darker, you can see a figure standing in sort of like the archway of two trees and you realize it's Lorcan and his, his ears are like fully restored. Like what Jasper did, his hair is still shorter. Um, he's got stubble all over his face and he looks gaunt. And even though he has such dark skin, he almost looks grayish and pale um, and he's in pretty much the same rags that he had when he was first dropped on your lap. And you can see there's new wounds and scars. And you see him just staring hollow, dead-eyed at this pond like he's looking at people he recognizes. And it's, it's just sort of a thousand-yard stare of being uh being separate from all of it like look on the on the outside looking in okay um can anyone like is anyone paying attention to me at all no even if i kind of like wave my arms Around, can does it look like anyone can see me or notice me? No, nobody seems to notice. Right. Uh, but you do see that, like, as you walk or move, like, your feet disturb the grass and, like, branches move out of your way. Um, if you, uh, if you get a little further out, you'll see that as Lorcan is standing there. You see tears running down his face. Um, and after a moment, you see another figure step out from behind the cover of the trees and put a hand on his shoulder. And you realize it's Lorcan, but Sob's version of Lorcan. And he's taller than this, than the Lorcan you know. And uh, in his nice, like, green suit and looking perfectly put together. And uh, you see him lean down next to Lorcan's ear. And even though he whispers, you can hear it as if he's whispering into your ear. And he says, as long as you play nice, they get to continue their little fantasy of a life but if you resist me again I'm going to take away everyone you have ever loved 
Uh, <clears throat> do I have any of my weapons with me? Uh, not unless you sleep with them on you. No. Okay. I mean, it's not like she'd cut herself with a kusarigama. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but you watch as, uh, Sav Lorcan, uh, stands back up straight with this little smile, and you watch as what I will refer to as your Lorcan just sort of bows his head and gives a little nod. And then he looks straight at you. Oh, great. Your Lorcan looks straight at you. Yep. But Sav doesn't seem to see you. Mm. And you... Make me a... Make me a perception check. 17. 17. Um, you will see your Lorcan, the real Lorcan, mouth the words to you, save Nalan. And he turns on his heel and as he steps back into the cover of the forest, uh, you awaken. Great. Christmas. Oh boy, I get one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got a net 20. If, if I get one, then you get one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you... How, how well does Christmas sleep now that he's back in the Feywild? So, um, probably pretty well. And honestly, I think, I think there's a weird thing that's happening with Sala as well, Mm -hmm. where like, you don't realize how lonely it is to sleep by yourself until you've actually spent time like sleeping next to someone. Mm -hmm. And he's starting to realize just how lonely he was during that time. And having Sala here, it's, he's been getting like some of the best sleep of his life recently. Yeah. That's so cute. Okay. Uh, so as you guys, uh, sort of drift off, Sala takes longer to fall asleep than you do. But, um, you you also have this moment where you understand that you're dreaming your mind is going back through what shattered fragmented memories you have and one of the most important currently is that memory of nearly dying and veronestra coming to save you you think um and it sort of it keeps replaying over and over like looking for details and you still can't make out the voices in the distance you know who's speaking but you can't make out words you can hear sala somewhere you can hear other people that you trusted but none of the words and probably you probably lose count of how many times you go back through it until at one point 
a little more gets added on as you are pulled to your garden that you built with Veronestra. And briefly, your memory goes back to the moment you arrived there for the first time and started building it. And your memory sort of flip-flops back and forth between what was then the current garden versus what it looked like before it was built. And you see sort of the... uh, Oh, what's the word? Uh you see the contrast between the sort of calm and like princess of all she sees, Veronestra, that was so excited to have captured this, you know, handsome man from another realm to be her, her pet, essentially, and versus the panicked and angry Veronestra that was trying to help you and keep you from dying. And the extra that you get is you find yourself laying in the garden bloody with her trying to heal you up enough to make sure that you don't just slip away. Uh, And there's a flash off to your left as you're laying there trying to pull yourself together. And you see a someone that almost blinds you with beauty in a way that Veronestra never did to you because she was sort of able to control it. Um, A regal, tall, pale, blonde woman. Uh, Instead of Veronestra's like long golden locks, she had sort of the shorter, like curly hair. And uh, instead of the green and blue eyes, hers were just blue. Uh, with a golden circlet on her head and draped in uh, draped in the most beautiful silks and gossamer and leaves and all the colors of the different seasons. And uh, you watch her step up and tower over you and Varanastra and sort of look down at you with curiosity and disdain as if looking at a gross little bug and you hear Veronestra like raging but also sobbing and promising to destroy the people who did this to you and you hear the other woman say why bother there are hundreds if not thousands like him you can get another And Varanestra reels on this woman. She stands up and you see her slap this woman across the face. Jesus. And you hear Varanestra say, there is no one like him. (laughs) I'm just going to feed your ego. Um, And... uh, And she says, and if you ever say anything like that to me again, I will see that crown stolen from your head. 
and he watches the older woman whom you can fairly assume is probably her mother uh sort of turn back and an interesting thing about gods and archfey is that mortals normally can't damage them very easily but they can damage each other and so you see her cheek is like turning red uh and you see her look down at Varanestra and sort of tilt her head to the side, confused. Not angry, just a little taken aback. She says, but he's not yours. And he never will be. You already know. And Varanestra just stares up at her and says, You don't know that. And you see her sort of shoulder past her. And Varanestra walks further into the garden. And you see her plucking things from strange-looking plants that you don't remember. And you watch as more strange-looking plants start to, like, thorny twisted plants start sprouting up between your flowers and she plucks thorns and buds from these as she goes uh, leaving Titania standing there watching her and then looking back down at you as you're struggling to keep your consciousness and she leans down uh, placing her hands on her knees and sort of looks you over and says well I can only pity you at this point. Have fun being uh, have fun being at the eye of the storm. And uh, she stands up and you watch her walk over to that central rose bush, the one that's so special to you. And you see her reach up and pluck a single petal out of the rose bush and look it over and sort of sneers at it as if it's ugly and she drops it and fades back into the forest uh, but that's what you get what a bitch yeah I never said Marin Escher liked her mom uh Christmas is basically just like the family dog is what it feels like. Yep. We can always just get another one. (laughs) No, he's special to me. Uh, As for uh, Noah and Fushrak, you guys have a pretty pretty peaceful night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For the most part. Yeah, one uh, of those dreams where you're like naked, but then like you're trying to find a place to change, and like every door is locked, and and yeah, then it's... all your teeth fall out. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but uh, a thing you guys will notice, like everybody else, really, is that when you do dream, it's very vivid, and there are. There are moments like where you'll go back over memories in your dream and you'll notice details that maybe you forgot or didn't quite notice before. It's nothing specific for you guys, but it's just sort of a, 
it's an experience of extremely lucid dreaming. Okay. Which not all people know what that feels like, but essentially you're aware that you're dreaming and you have the power to change what you're dreaming about. And if you don't like so- how something is going, you can change it. Um, I murder Titania. Kidding. <laughs> in your state, in that dream, I don't know if you could. Uh, but uh, you all get to the next morning. Everybody has a long rest. And uh, when you start emerging from your rooms, unless anybody has something specific they want to do. Um, I know that at some point, Foostrack wants to talk to Magda. But this is probably not the best time for it. Uh, I want to find Noah. Okay. Um, I am here. (laughs) I just have a couple of things that I want to see. Just They don't necessarily have to be identified. I just want to see if any of the shit that I got from my storage unit is magic. Okay. Um... Yeah, if anything gives a magic vibe, specifically the uh, rose petal. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're being it, everything, but like, definitely not going to skip over the rose petal or any of the, or the, uh, bullets, the necklace. Mm-hmm. I okay. will ritual cast detect magic over all of it. Okay. Um, the only two things that are magic are the necklace and the rose petal. Hey, cool. look. The necklace and the rose petal, they magic. Cool. Got good instincts. Uh, are you able to tell me what the fuck these are? Uh, sure. I will ritually cast identify on both of them. One of these days, I'll be able to <clears throat> figure out what's magic on my own. Someday. Until until there isn't a pressing need for me to take another level in Bard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... God damn it, oh, uh, the, the rose petal contains uh, all of Christmas's memories. Ooh, uh, you just have to eat it. You would get originally from Detect Magic that it contains necromancy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's not oh, always another a, gift. Not Don't always a bad thing. I bet you anything, it's like your watch. Some evil dead shit happens. Uh, once you uh, <laughs> once you identify it, um, you recognize that this is a magical item that has been used and was one use only. Oh, um, but it's and still magical. It has traces of magic left. Hmm. Um, you recognize that it once uh, stored. Uh, Uh, God damn it. Uh, that it once stored uh, Ray's dead. Oh. Which is like the the step above Revivify. Yeah. Jeez. It's Zambies. No, yeah, it's not, it's not Zambies. Oh, it's not Zambies? No, Ray's, it does sound like a zombie spell, but it's not. It's it's a resurrection spell. You could, oh, okay. I, you basically get more time to do it revivifies like within a minute raise dead is within like 10, ten days. days 10 days yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. uh as 
for the necklace. Mom's uh, necklace. You will gather that it has abjuration magic. Uh, abjuration. Yep. <clears throat> and that uh, once per day, uh, the wearer who is attuned to it uh, can cast shield as a reaction. Oh, that's, that's great. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, will, I will definitely tell him about that. Yeah, uh, I will. Oh, no, this is worthless. I know what I'm doing over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing over well breakfast. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the necklace, uh, the silver necklace does have, uh, just so that Christmas knows this for uh flavor and whatnot um it does have like a locket on it um Uh that on the inside the bandoncret family coat of arms is inside of it uh on one half and on the other half is a teeny itty bitty tiny uh little painted portrait of you as a young boy with your parents oh that's adorable Mm -hmm. You can use that to regain your throne once you find your grandmother in the Feywild. Yes. Because apparently we're playing Anastasia now. Yep. You can sing about the dancing bears. Yes. Ancient wings. Those, yep. those fucking swans. Um, Taylor, is there a, an, an item I should be adding? Or do you want me to uh, just track it? Track it for now. I'll have to okay. make it for you. Cool. I don't have very many magic items I can even attune to, so that is item number two. Well, I have too many. I have none. Once I can finally go up in like artificer levels, though, I'll be able to take another attunement. I have, so. some... I have two attunement spots. Man, that better. necklace would have come in handy uh, like ten hours before I found it. Right. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Foostruck, uh, when you get up and around and join everybody, um... <gasps> Obituary. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious if they were just like, hey, we saw he liked you, so no, here's the obit. It wouldn't, actually. <laughs> we regret to inform you that young Master Jasper tried to swim to a ship and drowned. Oh, mm. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking at this thing. Uh, <laughs> they're they're quickly checking. writing an obituary. Yeah, Taylor's just like, wait, no, hold on. Like, Someone else idea. do something. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, when you get up, um, and you're all you're all at uh, at breakfast and shit, um, Gwen is going to ask you. Uh, you know, since we have. A little bit of time. Uh, how about we get in that spar at some point? I'd be down. <laughs> Magnus just like Fuck yeah, kick his ass. Uh, ass. Uh, kick his ass, baby. But uh, yeah, she extends the invitation to spar because uh, it's still it's still early-ish, um, and you guys haven't seen like Ross or Morrigan. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully there's a spot to do that here. I think I can find this place. The pit. I, uh... 
<laughs> we fight as wait. No, I'm hands. sorry. The hole. Yeah. The hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the after, hole. after yesterday and fight getting caught time. off guard, I think I need to resharpen get my <laughs> skills. Who gets to use the well, first? I yeah. should be able to help make that happen. <laughs> you gotta take turns. It's a day. At the hole. <laughs> Magda's girlfriend and I are having a date by the hole. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you, you know what? As long Nora. as your holes don't touch, you're good. He couldn't get Nora, so now it's going. Uh, all right. Uh, is there anything else anybody wants to do specifically? I would like to walk over to the hole as well. Okay. It's um. Over. And I would like to take one of Asshole. my experimental elixirs. Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> this is just gonna be like no right. death. Yes. What you, I what jump in the hole! What, what is this? <laughs> uh, okay, what so you guys go milling around the place and he then suddenly Noah jumps in the hole. Oh Jesus. I have a flying speed of 10 feet for oh 10 God. minutes. That's a so, really slow flying speed. Yeah, I know. Um, so for... Far. <laughs> yeah. For five of those minutes, <clears throat> I am going to um, descend 10 feet, and uh, I am going to uh, like light a torch or something on the way down just so I can see. And let I just want to see what's me, in there. I want to take in the clear. hole. I told you guys you can see the bottom. Oh, we can. Yeah, there's like you made it sound the like bottom. there wasn't a bottom. Yeah, no, there, it, there like is. I literally feel like you said bottom, bottomless. No, I did not. Okay, I thought you did too. Because I told you there was trash and like coins in the bottom. You said people go down there and never like they just yeah. disappear. They don't come yeah. back. I know. So okay, to me that doesn't seem find... there's a bottom. No one's about to find out where the threshold of that portal is. Oh, cool. That's okay. Well, it was nice. If there's anything him. Noah knows about, it's bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a wisdom save. Hell yes! Oh, Come on. With all the trash at the bottom, it's trashy bottoms. <laughs> this is oh. this wisdom save is your subconscious trying to kick in Just and be like, no, stop. Ew. <laughs> um. Uh, Fighter Wisdom is negative one. Hell yeah. Four. Oh no! <laughs> so Noah descends into the basin. Uh, he sees a very, a very shiny, a very shiny something at the bottom. Yeah, there's that the catches his attention. Ooh, a potion. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the further you descend, uh, the better you can see what this little object is at the very, very bottom of the basin. Uh, the deepest point, you can see that there is a uh, almost like an arrowhead looking piece of silvery platinum metal um, that is extremely shiny despite how dirty the inside of this basin is. Love uh, it. Heading and, for that. Uh, yeah, you, you head down for that. Should I and, have character death music queued up? <laughs> I don't know yet. We'll see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you get down Noah's close enough. Noah's the epitome enough. of fuck around and find out. So. Oh my god. You get down close enough to start making out details about it. 
and you realize that it's inscribed with all kinds of runes, uh, some of which are not familiar to you because they're Feywild specific. Mm. Um, but one thing that you can pick out about it because you speak Thunar is that uh, the rune uh, Burkana B is sort of at the center of this shape. Does that mean anything to me? It's a B. Cool. Um, Did that wisdom save? Absolutely fucking not. I can't make like an arcana check? Uh, I would say history, religion, or arcana. Okay. Guidance. Oh, cool. Another five. Um, seven plus four is twelve. Seven um, plus four is eleven. Just kidding. Uh, Too bad the DC was 12. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> cool with it. List. Uh, Things have so, been too serious for too long. <laughs> I'm just like you... up at the top with whoever else is there. Just oh, no, like, you killed the dinosaur. If he, uh, if he dies, I call dibs on all his money. Oh my god. Joke's on you, I don't have that much money. <laughs> as, you, as you get closer up to it you do recognize that it is indeed uh platinum but it also has bits of other metals uh mixed into it in like a swirl Mm. um and one of the more prominent ones uh god what's it called uh Electrum, the Nord coin. Sorry, I gotta find where this thing is. Um, Adamantium. One of the more prominent ones is iron. Uh, Doesn't that. That takes you to the mortal realm, doesn't it? What? No. Oh, okay. Iron is. Kind of anti-fey shit. Oh, that's true. Oh, iron um, goes to the abyss. Iron goes to many places. Uh, all of them demon-related. Hmm. Uh, there's an entire fucking list of places: Pandemonium, the Abyss, Carceri, Hades, Gehenna, the Nine Hells, Acheron. All those. Any of those could be iron. It depends on the note if you're thinking about a plane shift. Each yeah. of them has their own unique note. Um, but yeah, the uh, the center of this is uh, primarily shows this like super shiny iron. Um, but it's not clear to you what this is about. Um, and the other mix of metals mostly seems decorative, but you notice that there's a couple rarer metals in there, and then you notice there are veins of residuum in, as you get super close, you can see, like, tiny hairline fractures of green. Nice. Um, does it look like it's attached to anything? Uh, it is set into the floor. Oh, okay. Um... Cool. Uh, I'm going to 
Is there anything on the floor that looks like it's valuable? Can I like investigate? Uh, yeah. Okay. Guidance. I thought he was going to take out a pocket knife and try and pry that out is that coin. The third five in a row I have rolled. Um, but that's 13, 14, 15. Um, it looks like trash has fallen down in here and like a couple <laughs> stray coins. Um, you can imagine that if you roll a coin just right, you'll get that spiral going down in the basin. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, it's, it's kind of just trash and like copper coins. Just a couple odd pieces of paper. There's a lost shirt down here. <laughs> um, Somebody I'm lost going a flip-flop. To... Oh my God. <laughs> one of their Feywild flip-flops. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pick one of those copper coins and I'm going to throw it at the... I'm going like, to go up 10 feet. I'm going to throw it at the little thing. Okay. Uh, so you reel back and you chuck it at this little, uh, at this little sigil. Go ahead and make me... Go ahead and roll a d20 and add your dexterity mod. Sweet. I love that. 20. Okay. You're pretty Dirty accurate. You know, broken. You know, on the rare occasion that you did play sports, you're a pretty good pitcher. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you chuck this copper coin down. And you know you hit this sigil dead on because a ring goes through the whole room. That, first of all, that object shouldn't make that sound. It's a pretty solid object. It sounds like you just hit, uh, like, you know how a, a sword will sing as you pull it out of a scabbard? It's that kind of ring. Um, and as soon as it hits, the copper coin just gone like disintegrated or disappeared disappeared in a puff of mist hmm cool huh okay well um hmm you said it's set into the floor yes how so like it has been like a section of stone has been cut out and it's mm -hmm. been placed into that groove. Could I use my thieves tools to get it out? I don't know, could you? Can I, can I try? You can. Okay. But I want to be careful not to like... Use the character death music. Okay. I want to be careful <laughs> not to um, like touch it with my bare hands or anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna test it first. I'm gonna like use a spare dagger. I'm gonna go up to it and like just poke it with the dagger. Dagger's gone. Oh, so if I touch it with my thieves' tools, it disappears immediately. Um. Hmm. Are we about to have a find grog? Is, I don't is, know. I'm curious from where I'm standing, because I just don't give a shit, but I am still like standing at the top of the pit watching this. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it is what it is. Is he within 60 feet of me? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I'm not going to do anything to prevent you from doing this. I'm just waiting for something else to come through. And then okay. um, if that does take place, uh, I just want to make sure you're within a 
good distance of some of my spells. Gotcha. Every few episodes, <laughs> we spend like a good 20 minutes on Ben endangering his character. So while I am floating over top of this thing, I'm going to float over top of it. I'm going to, because I'm a terrible person, I'm just curious what would happen. Um, I am going to take out um, how many kegs of black powder do I have? Oh, oh my three. god. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to take out a keg of black powder. Uh-huh. I'm going to sit one of my sticks of dynamite on top of it. I'm gonna light it, oh, and God. then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna drop it so that it hits it and just. Okay. Uh, so is, is the dynamite dynamite on top of a bunch of people that have just been put through here for punishment? It's probably like a refugee camp in the abyss <laughs> on the other side of this. Just murdered no way, dozens of people. It's just a bunch of demons. And they're just a bunch of demons, and they're like, "Look, we know you didn't like. It was an accident <laughs> that you came here. We'll get you home." <laughs> so, it's it's a stick of dynamite on top of a keg. Yes. So you drop it, and the keg hits the symbol, but there's just enough time for the shock to go up through the barrel and like make the stick bounce mm. and the barrel disappears the entire thing and all all contents just okay. pff, gone and the stick gets a little jump and falls and rolls back and forth and you realize the stick is long enough that it won't touch the symbol because of the basin and it's still sizzling down um, I will grab it real quick and like turn it right side up and drop it on it. I'm gonna need a dexterity something. I'm gonna need a check or something. Okay. I mean, I imagine dynamite doesn't like, it's not just like, you know, gone. It probably takes a second. I don't know. Uh, what kind of dexterity do you want? Uh, no, actually, actually, repeat what you did before. Roll d20, add your dex mod. Oh boy. Um Well, that's uh that's an 8. So I'm going to use a flash of genius to make that a 13. So it's a little better. Wait, your flash of genius is only plus 4 though. Just kidding, I'm going to make it a 12. Okay. Uh Okay. So you you pick it back up and there's a moment of panic as you're like, oh god, this fuse is a lot shorter than I thought. And you just kind of kind of drop it like point blank. And just as the fuse is about to disappear into the stick, you just... And then I go back to the top. <laughs> yeah, all of you just saw this. And also Ross just saw all of this as he's standing on the edge of the basin looking mighty displeased. Oh. So, uh, what what's on the other side? Well, hold on. Let me rephrase this question. It's going to take me a couple uh, minutes to get up there. <laughs> Ross, uh, It's not that deep. Ross, you guys have, like, this endless, like, Sparta pit in your, your ideas. It's a bowl. <laughs> Ross, question. Um, yeah. What is on... Sorry. What was on the other side of that? Uh, a lot of... A lot of things. Uh, probably the most concerning of which is going to be potentially some demon lords, but you know. 
Cool. Cool, cool. Taking care yeah. of demons. Cool, cool. No, like, like demon lords who are actually, like, helpful? Ah. Friends, one might say. Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, sure. Good fucking job, Noah. Thanks. Uh, you know, just helping everybody clean up these places. Um, yeah. Uh, if anything comes of this, I, I will... I will hunt you down, and I will give you to them. Okay. Just we making that fucking clear. We won't stop you. Just yeah. Mostly because um, well, out. I just don't want to be on the receiving end of Noah. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's just yeah. Yeah. We won't help you either, is what I'm trying to say. We won't stop you, but we won't help you because we're just not going to want to be anywhere near when that when that happens. I'm just going to look the other way. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, but he he looks back at uh, at Noah. Sorry, I had to delay so I could figure out what the fuck that place is called. Uh he looks at you and he says so um that that leads to uh, a place called the Cubaran Oubliette and um mm. it's like uh I just saw Harris's face that's um that's like a three dimensional like labyrinth uh, prison mm. And, um, the guy who runs the place is kind of friends with my ma. So... Not anymore. Not anymore. When, <laughs> when we drop people in there, we don't really know what happens to them. Like, I don't have all the details, but rest assured they're taken care of. So you probably just blew the shit out of whatever warden's office is on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So... Maybe you should, like, write a will? Or... (laughs) Or, like, tell someone you love them... Soon? Because... Yeah. He is more helpful oftentimes than he isn't. Just I just... will take your word for it. Okay. Anyway, we have shit to do before he gets killed by Mozarin, so uh let's go uh Cool. Let's go do shit. Um by the way, Magda, your uh you you ex boy there. Uh he tried to escape last night. Um and uh, uh, you guys didn't throw him in the thing, did you? No, no. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> uh, so we kind of, well, I kind of had to rough him up a little bit to make him stop. Oh, great. So he's fine. Fantastic. He's fine. I swear he's fine. You guys are so fucking fragile. He's but, a dickhead. Don't feel bad about it. I mean, I don't want to, like. 
pet him or anything. Well, I already did for you, so uh, if you want to talk to him, I mean, he's going to be stuck for a little bit until uh, until you know the cleric finishes, you know, unshattering his leg. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, so, the idea is that we're supposed to get him to trust us to do the things that we want him to do, right? Well, you he's know? definitely not going to trust me, but, like, there's right. still hope for you. So, uh... I don't even know about that, but... If you want to if you wanna talk to him, and he, he points down a hall, he's like, he's in, the, he's in the one with the red cross on the door. You know, the infirmary. Oh, what happened? My light fell down. Oh, sad panda. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Pause. I just love the idea that oh. Ross casually shattered somebody's leg trying to make I mean... them not walk out. How long does it take sovereign glue to dry? I believe the hold on, let me check. Is it instantaneous? Sovereign glue. I think it's instantaneous. Uh... Oh, it takes one minute to set. Ah. Okay, never mind. Could glue his leg back together. It'd be great. No, I was thinking, like, what if I glued something to again. that planar shift thing and then, like, just cause the magic to implode on itself? Cause a magical paradox? Yep. Interesting. What if? I just want to we'll destroy never know. things. Uh <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Yeah, sure. He also doesn't know you're here, so I don't know if you want me to tell him that. I probably should. You should take him a cake. I no, he's an asshole. Not you. We're talking to Magda. Oh. Why would I take him a cake? No. I, I don't know. You've just been like, you know, hey, uh, haven't seen you a long time. Really happy we're not dating. Happy your leg's not broken. Cake. Get him a cake that has like a broken heart with a thumbs up next to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thing. <laughs> uh, mutually you beneficial. Make him the cake, put some glass in it, and uh, then just smack him in the face. No, put some of the glue <laughs> in it. And oh. then give yeah, it to him that's... before it sets. Kill him slowly. Yeah, that's just that's, icing. Yeah. Oh my god. It's dark. Wow. Alright, all of those are bad ideas. I mean, I got um, worse ones. I can take care of his mm. other leg if you want. No. That was a I joke. Mean, that was a joke. Could glue his butthole that. shut. Uh, Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, Gwen joins in. She's like, I, I mean, I could just rip his spine out. All right. I think Listen. that that would probably make him talk because then what you could do is you could just hold his jaw yeah. and then just make him talk like a big old puppet. You know, if I could find the right tendons, I could just make it happen anyway. And you guys done? think I'm a bad person for <laughs> blowing up some demons. Listen, I have an excuse. Actually... Just as a thought, Gwen, um, given mm -hmm. the situation, I'd, it might not be a bad idea to just keep the two of you separate. separate. I think I should keep 
all of you separate from him because again he isn't gonna trust fucking psychopaths oh my god yeah, i just Jesus figured out Christ. the cake it's oh glad we broke up or like thanks for making me a lesbian <laughs> there it is <laughs> yeah and just a go. picture of gwen's face uh-huh yep. yep you just hand it to callum you're like yep Okay. Thanks for ruining men forever. So I will. <laughs> I will mm-hmm. be doing this solo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nobody else is going to be in the room with me. So, yeah, just everyone go about your business, and I will inform you of how that goes at oh, a later gosh. time. Okay, and Noah just cool. floats away. No, 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 no. Come back, come back, come back, come back. Oh, I, I just need everyone to <laughs> sorry, you're going to have to you're going to have to wait cuz I just feel like this is a good thing to do. There's no control um, over his propulsion. No, just, just like <laughs> just everyone everyone just stay put for the next 10 minutes, okay? Um uh, and I'm going to real quick just cast telepathic bond between okay. all of us okay. here. Yep. Cool. My flying stuff runs out halfway through that and I hit the ground. Sorry, bud. <laughs> you're just like you're just like fucking around in midair, just like turning in like zero G. Yeah. And I feel so, like, like I'm doing like fish stuff. I'm just like <laughs> trying to wiggle around. Okay. Noah tries to like emulate a jellyfish, so he's like <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like Noah is the stereotypical version of a child with ADD in like the early 90s. He has become Nyx, yeah. I literally have a dexterity of 20, an intelligence of 18, and a wisdom of 9. Like a prisma of like 10. Like I have zero instincts, but I am just all like pleasure seeking constantly. Yeah. Ultimate ADHD. Uh, Magda, now if you do need anything, you can just let us know right away. You don't have to come get us. We don't have to be in the room. Honestly, uh, he has a broken ass leg, so I don't think he's gonna be- (laughs) He almost had a broken ass. (laughs) (laughs) A little little further up, but he would have had a broken ass. (laughs) Uh, uh, so I think I can handle him. And I don't think he's going to do anything to me anyway. But Cool. You never know. Cool. He's a powerful wizard word. <laughs> I'm I think I had a, a small... Wizard. I had a small stroke in the middle of that word. <laughs> yeah, wizard. I was about to say, wait, wizard. is that a... <laughs> That's how it pronounces wizard. I was trying to say wizard. wizard and battle mage at the same time, and I just got the M from battle mage, so it became wizard. Wow. Um, yeah, I think I think I spell toast. Uh, <laughs> kind of like I like the idea of a wizard, and all they wizard, do is just like whimsical wizard. things. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's, it's like just the British and weird. It's the it's the wizard equivalent of that cat that goes and I twist myself it out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am going to say to Noah, uh, oh, by the way, I've not really been keeping very good track of this because, you know, shit's been going on. Uh, I'm down to one uh, bloodstone formaldehyde. Okay. Well, um, so here's something you should know about that. Uh, You should have said something. So we could buy supplies. 
Uh, now we're in the Feywild, and I don't know if they keep, you know, those, your ugly birds around here, so where, I Where have is no the Feywild? Idea. They could have, you know, some new shit. Mm. I mean, you know, some other substitute shit. Can you just go ask around for me or something? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll ask, uh, uh hey, uh, Ross, where's the, uh, where's the closest supermarket where you can just, like, go pick up super rare magical things? And potion ingredient. I mean, that depends on what you're looking for. I'm looking for ugly bird eggs. Uh, Florence Nightingale. No. No. Uh, he, he means Aurora. Aurora. Aurora Florence. Aurora Florence Nightingale. Aurora. And the machines. <laughs> yep. Aurora Florence and the Machines. Aurora Florence Nightingale and the Machines. He's like, uh, I mean, Aurora Nightingale is a kind of an Atlaran thing, but I right. can yeah. go. See, listen, I it, it's listen. There are. I think I know what you're getting at because you're a you're a title kind of right. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me, let me look around, ask around, I'll see if I can find something. Appreciate you know it. Those kids that they're like, they're like, do you want anything from the store? And they're like, no, I'm fine. And then you go to the store and you get home and they're like, oh, did you get this that I didn't ask for? I forgot, okay? We've been, <laughs> like, living the same okay. day for, like, You got ten days month. to live. It's not my problem. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, Ross, before you leave, uh, oh, is God. there Do like I need a... to make a shopping list now? Yeah. No, I, I don't need anything like that. I was wondering, is there like a training facility here? I mean, you can go outside. Yeah, that's, that's true. I just, I don't want to fight in the hole. Yeah, I think the no, hole's had enough bad shit happen. Don't, don't do that, because then you're going to end up in a fucking prison uh, the holes had enough days i mean, yeah, I mean if, after noah will the i hole needs a rest <laughs> if the hole needs, needs a break <laughs> listen if you need an indoor space uh i would say go to the dining hall move all the tables and shit and just try not to break anything but if you need extra space go outside all right can that be our tagline? At Lauren Adventuring Company, the hole needs a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the next uh, red bubble sticker. Ah, okay. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, except this time instead of an ash hole, it is a prison hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's even worse. Yeah. The prison hole needs a break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do call it prison, or they call it solitary, the hole. So That's yeah. true, that's true. The uh, okay. prison hole got blown out. Just... Yep. Anyway. Also, I wouldn't have to get new supplies for uh, my shit if you hadn't done Almadam stuff <laughs> didn't you get stuff after that though no well i had like a little bit but then right. it's been but didn't we, we, we run also into have... members of the title clan that literally like gave yeah and you they gave me like for like 
five days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But we <laughs> also ran into time. them. Late. Not everybody in the Tithal clan has what Magda has. Right. Yeah. So not all of them carry a lot of that shit. Right. It wasn't a lot. But didn't we also run into them like two days ago? No. It's been um at least it's three. Around. It's I maybe I oh, so kept track. Of I mean, if it it's been three days, then you should still have three doses left. It was the same. It was the same day that we fucked up. The Noah stuff. did. Yeah. We left to go to Port Saros. Yeah. Uh huh. And then I had to use one that night. And then I had to use one the next night. We went. That's the day that we went to Constanos, right? Uh, the Almadam disaster took place the day before Thurin 22nd, so Thurin 21st. Turin 21st. Thank you. Because I gave you a cake the next day that said, sorry, I used all your potions and you might die. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, <laughs> that's how so Ben yeah, tracks that, everything. <laughs> These are my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be like four days. Yeah. I also Five. gave Christmas a cake. Five said, days, yeah. So drinking. I'm out, actually. Yep, hmm. none. None left. Whoopsie. None left. None well, beef. Also, didn't Noah get a recipe for like where Fake you didn't stuff, yeah. need all the same stuff, but like yeah, it but still, still did the same eggs. effect? We still need I can eggs. make an analog, but I still need um I can use I have ten grams of blood for it, but I still need supplies, and I have zero zero supplies for it. Well, it looks like this arc has turned from uh, let's interrogate Callum to uh, let's save Magda. I can interrogate Callum. I can go go a couple of days. We'll go look for stuff. Because I don't need the bird bird butt nuggets to get it. I can just (laughs) get it from other things. Okay. Okay. I will gather everybody up and be like, all right, everybody, grab a basket, because we're going to go picking. Go out to the blueberry patch. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So uh, you guys gather up, and uh, Magda splits up to go talk to Mr. Wright. I was not anticipating this today, so I don't know how this is going to go. Um... Well, uh... I mean, if you want time to prepare for it, we can, like, do the gathering stuff because I know a couple of us yeah. had to leave on time today. Do that. Do that. <clears throat> um... I mean, the gathering stuff is just shopping, which I can just give you money. Oh, just you time. wait. Just you wait. <laughs> um... I'm going to find a way uh, way to make it. Before before you guys uh, start heading out to do your own things, um, you do see that the door to Morrigan's hall office, you're not sure, uh, opens up and Morrigan herself steps out. Um, This time uh, dressed in a sort of uh, darker purple gown with like different layers of different shades of purples and blues. And um, you notice that she walks kind of slowly, kind of haltingly. Um, and with this, this sort of dress that she's wearing, uh, more, more of 
her like arms are exposed and more of her shoulders and you can see more of these like black scars uh everywhere um but as she steps out uh she catches you guys and uh okay uh she says um excuse me before you all leave to do whatever it is you're doing um i did receive a message from or well robin received a message from your friend kenna uh early this morning uh, it sounds as though she's located kit of Ophira. oh oh where is he and she uh hands over this piece of paper that um just has like her handwritten note on it and uh, you can see that uh, there's directions on it that will take you from Amadathelion's east gate uh, down the mountains and toward a lake that some of you would know vaguely where it is in Atlaren. Um it would be in the same sort of geographical location uh but at the bottom, you see that uh, she's written in quotes, uh, went to visit Carol. Oh. oh. Is he buried in the Feywild? Possible. He sure is fucking alive. Well, he died. Yeah. Maybe. He was a Goliath. He didn't have anything. Yeah, he didn't live forever. Yeah. Did did he have like a particular connection to the Feywild? I don't think so. Not not that I knew. Mm. Uh for the reference of the Zacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol Anakalatai was the uh, son of Mary Warda and Maumak Anakalatai, who were the leaders of the Harris uh, Caskers back in Campaign 1. And he went on to become the leader of the uh, Amnobolan Caskers. And he was also there during the first mission of the entire campaign. He and Kit mm. had crushes on each other. I mean, they spent they most of Carol's life together. together. Yeah. Crush. They were just gal- guys being dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It's his husband, his, his crush husband. Yeah. And they were both boys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big crush. Lifelong crush. Um, Super big crush. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, the kind of left basically directions for you guys to be able to find her. Um, And uh, with the the note that she's not necessarily in a rush because Kit's going to be there for a bit. But, you know, Whenever the mood strikes you, she has Kit cornered. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah. 
aren't cool. Cool. Exciting. Uh, but with that, in in the uh, interest of time, because people have places to be, we will actually stop there. Okay. okay. I feel like short episode. Yeah, I feel okay. like we're still getting back into the swing here. Yeah. This, yeah. This is, this is well, a couple rough moments. We're the tired bunch today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't incredibly well, obvious like, by how tired we look and act. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Callum Magda talk is going to be very long and I don't want to. Yeah. Why? Is that like a regular a thing that happens with Magda? Oh, shut the fuck up. You know what? I'm not the only one who does that. Mr. I, you talked to Varanestra for like an hour once. I blew up a Dean yes. yet. Yes. Yes. Was it the first time we met? It was like, yeah. Okay. It was when Ross got you the uh, the audience with her. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that one time. You've also talked to Sala for a long time. You talk a lot too, bitch. My I at least talk favorite fast. part of this of this <laughs> is listening to these two argue with each other. It's yeah. So great. I can't wait until they're playing brothers. Oh right. my god. <laughs> and Coop's entire Ooh. thing is that he's he's brothers protector. Great. Uh-huh. Is Ash playing yeah. a boy next campaign? I'm playing a nun, but you know what? Okay. I might go he they. Okay. We'll okay. see. Yeah, just that's exciting. Just to be even I like more Talos and Jaffe. But... Yeah, I'm also gonna be more subdued next time because my character literally is like, I don't really give a shit what my brother does. So I'm challenging myself to shut the fuck up next time. Is basically what I'm saying. That'll be new. I'm gonna be the bitchiest bitch y'all have ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, kill everyone. Cool. And that's your preview Not for campaign three. <laughs> yeah. And that's your preview for campaign three coming to you sometime in 2023. Yeah. I fully expect either I fully expect Ben to self-destruct the party at some point. Like that's either in this campaign, goal. you either in this campaign or the next one. It's gotten awesome. to the point where it's just fun to watch. Uh-huh. Just just to sit back and just be like, hmm, wonder what's gonna yeah. happen. Oh look! Well, no one's gonna make it out of this hole or not. (laughs) All right. So, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at at Lauren ADV Co. Uh, We also have our link tree, which uh, should be in description, available on screen, and pretty much listed anywhere that we have our stuff posted. Please do check about check out the link on there for Redbubble and enjoy our designs that we made. Uh, I still need to add a couple links, uh, but we recently got a TikTok <gasps> and an Instagram, which I've already fallen behind on. And what the fuck? I social media is not my bag. Why am I the one managing the social media? No, I, I know the answer. I know the answer of our specs. I know the answer to it. It's because I'm a control freak. Uh, mm. But uh, we are uh, working on our campaign one book uh, that, I mean, we still don't have a date, but we got shit ordered and we're working it'll on it. It'll be out this year. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably <laughs> Just be to be out safe, this year. <laughs> I, I would hope it would be out by like the end of summer, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. 
Uh, also, I don't think there's any specific announcements or changes coming up. Uh, nope. Okay. So then, uh, Ash, tell us, tell us your stuff. Hello. You can find me at basically. Hello. Okay. Hold on. Start over. All right. Mm-hmm. Hello. You can find me basically everywhere at Astrid K. Writes or on my website, AstridKnight.com. Uh, I have a book coming out. I don't have my paper book with me, so I'll have to put this out right here. Coming uh-huh. out? Yeah. Oh, okay. It came out. Sorry. I fucking forgot. <laughs> uh, I have a book out. It's out now. Yay. It's called Perception Check. Uh, book one of the pages of Elmira Saga. It's about D&D and about uh, being sad and uh, like a whole bunch of other nerdy stuff. Woo. About being gay and sad. Yeah. Mm, happy Pride um, Month. It's a party. Pride. Gay and sad. That's that, what could be more pride than that. Um, yeah, Lord. so you can get it. Fit, <laughs> you can get this uh, basically anywhere that you get your books. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can get it on Books a Million. That's apparently still a thing. Uh, you can get it on the. You can get it at Walmart. I looked it up. You can get it at Walmart if you really want to. I prefer you didn't. But uh, you could. Um, you could also request your local indie store to get it for you. Uh, my local indie store can uh, procure it online. Uh, I'm also working on trying to get it into stores. Also, if you go to the coffee shop, uh, Lotus Brew Coffee in uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, you can uh, potentially check it out of their fun little gay library they have there for free as long as Wait, you return it is lotus brew run by a tall guy with dark hair kind of skinny yes he's very tall i did not know that he had his own shop i've only ever yeah. seen him down at the farmer's market they um just opened like at the beginning of the year or something i think that's awesome good for him i'm glad yeah. it's going well yeah, it's a nice little place, and they mm-hmm. just got like a whole bunch of new furniture and stuff, and their their coffee and stuff is really tasty. Not a sponsor. Not, Not a sponsor, sponsor, but he makes good coffee and also yeah. support gay businesses. So yeah, the and they have a company supports gay indie businesses. Yes, and they also have D and D night if you want to play D and D with people. Nice. They have board game I mean, night. I hate D and D. Well, then it's D and D nights. How you get all the poly people in there by accident? Uh, like, oh my god! Now they won't uh, go away. No. Blake. Hi, I'm Blake R. Wolf. I write books as well, um, yeah. fantasy novels. They're about D and D and being gay, so kind of similar. Um, a <laughs> little less of the sad stuff, I think, but maybe not. I don't know. I haven't read them in a while. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, you can Maybe find those at BlakeRWolf.com, or you can find them at um, Amazon. Uh, actually, Crystal Eye is going to go wide here in a couple of days, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to make it free permanently. So you can just go ahead and download the first book of the Crystalline Chronicles for free anywhere you want, whenever you like. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much right. I don't know. I got like another three books in the works, so we'll see. 
Oh, uh, the third book in the Bermoria series is coming out on June 30th, so I'll just toss that in there. Ah. Yay. Yeah, just that's it. That's the end of the series. 12. The trilogy will be over. Yeah. All right. That's me. Uh, Gail. Hi. Uh, Hi. I'm Zachary Gale. Don't give uh, me your customer service voice. No, Corey uh, makes fun of that so often. He's just like, Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> oh, no, that's not even my customer service voice. Hi, I'm Zachary Gale. That's my customer oh service voice. You know, God, we've had it. a lot of fun today. Do you but... experience bowel, you know, trauma? Do you yeah, experience bowel much. obstruction yeah. on more oh, than a God. three times a day? Just do the bit. <laughs> Just do the bit. Three <laughs> times a day? That, that means that you, like, get it unstuck and then get it restuck again. Hi. I'm Zach what? Doesn't everyone I have a toilet screwdriver to get the poops unstuck? <laughs> oh, Do you have OBS? Do you regularly take Pepto-Bismol? Are you regularly irregular? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, talk about your stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm Zachary Gale. Literally you can find your me stupid on Twitter. shit. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Zachary G Author uh, or at ZacharyGAuthor.com now. Uh, I uh, also recently got some exciting news. I have been featured on a recent oh, yeah. episode of the No Sleep Podcast. Uh, it is one of their suddenly shocking episodes. Uh, so it's a bonus episode. It's only available if you're a subscriber to them. Uh, but my story is third from last. It is called The Pond. It is 150 words. Uh, and very short, but they did an amazing job, and it was 100% the highlight of my day. No matter what dumb bastards I talked to yesterday, they could not ruin my day. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was pretty fucking delightful, if I do say so myself. Um, also, in a month, I'm going to debut my cover art for my book, uh, Some Empty Houses Might Really Be Haunted. Uh, my wife, Alina, helped me design it, and it is super fucking boss. And speaking of my lovely wife, uh, she designed all the stickers for Astrid's book, and she also yeah. has her own shop, leanydraws.com. It is under slight construction still, uh, but it is nearly done. Uh, so that will be just uh, a whole bunch of real cool art. I almost said a whole bunch of real cool shit, and that's not good marketing. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy it. Yeah. <laughs> just a poop emoji and sunglasses. That's that's Oop. the real cool shit. Oop, save us. Hello. I'm here real to save fast. you. I'm here to rescue you. Speaking of rescues, I'm going to make a push here on social media this month to save Lorcan. Because okay. hashtag, hashtag, save hashtag not, not saving Lorcan is homophobic. Hashtag save Lorcan yeah. for pride. Hashtag yeah. pride month. Yeah. Uh, anyways. That's a good goal. Um, I like that. Yes. Hashtag it's it's pride Lorcan. month. Hashtag save Lorcan. Put it on your Facebook on your, I don't know. Hashtags on Facebook aren't really a thing. They tried. I mean, they are. It didn't really work out very well. No. Sorry, Mark. Um, neither did Facebook. To be yeah, fair, to so. be fair, that's true. Yeah, so get on your socials and hashtag save Lorkin, hashtag pride, hashtag don't be homophobic. <laughs> hashtag Zuckerberg, insert whale fact. After 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's my Twitter where you will see exactly none of that uh, over the course of this month. <laughs> I just posted uh, hashtag save Lorkin on the uh, hell yes. Well, um, there's the context. one person that's gonna do it. Yep. No, no context, context. just hashtag save Retweet Lorkin. Retweet that yep, shit. That. Also, <laughs> we are so, so, so close to 50 followers. And when we do get to 50 right. followers, uh, we get to do some cooler things on Twitch. Um, and oh, also Twitch. when we pre-record my life becomes a lot easier so uh do that please and uh that's that's it for me that's all i got taylor hit him with the iy hit him with the iwa jesus all right iy is actually how ross says awa yeah yeah had to bring the joke back (laughs) one more time (laughs) oh my god hi everybody you can find me at taylor wallace ta I why L O R W A L L A C E. Make sure you misspell Taylor, or you'll never find me. Just and these guys it. constantly talk over my shit. Uh, but you can also also find me on at Sonder underscore editing, where I am indeed. You fucking guessed it. A Sonder. Oh. <laughs> you can't be a sonder. A sonder is a state of thought. Why not? Uh, which actually, fun fact, if for anybody who doesn't know, the word sonder is from the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows and is a word meaning uh, awareness of the fact that people around you have their own internal lives and imaginations and existences separate from you. Uh, which is... Not true kind of an existential crisis in a nice little nice little basket um the moral but, of this story uh, is interrupt your friends with stupid jokes you might actually uh, learn something cool shut the fuck up <laughs> you can also find me also 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 find me on sonderediting.com i recently updated the website with uh some of the new additions to my portfolio, uh, additional authors, including Astrid Knight with Perception Check. I just added Gale on my authors page, and when some empty houses might actually be haunted. Wait, is it some empty houses might be haunted or actually haunted? Might really what? be haunted. Might really be haunted, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I should probably get that straight. Uh, some haunted when... houses might actually be empty. <laughs> when that gets... <laughs> Uh, when that gets its, uh, it's gonna be the sequel. <laughs> it's gonna be the parody book I put out as the second one. When oh when that gets its links and everything, that will go on my portfolio page. Fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, if you are uh, a writer or already an established author, or you're working on NaNoWriMo for this year or last year, well, I don't care. I don't know your life. Uh, I, I I can help with that, especially if you need a fresh set of eyes on your work because you never fresh get anything. You never <laughs> you never get anything new in an echo chamber. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. You can catch us on Twitch. Fucking my voice. Uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Saturdays. 
Uh, and we will post VODs and podcasts on YouTube and podcast platforms on the following Wednesdays. Uh, yep. Yep. That's it. Get me the fuck Wait. out of here. Bye! Bye! <laughs> Bye. Thanks for I'm watching. On. We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, there it is. Finally. Yeah, All right. Anyway, Jesus. let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs>